This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mise they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-Team. KYT. Anything that costs a shit ton of mana, you're just like, bang! And you're like, fuck! How does that go? Bang! Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Jay Boosh. And that's like the hyper angle. I never want to play in another GP again. I, want to, I never, ever want to play in another GP. Jeremy. And you're the reason I play Magic today. I'm like, I just like, I die. I died. I was like, like just melting on the inside like that. I have inspired this kid to play Magic. And Matt. So I'm having this conversation with this guy in Chile about my deck. And then I'm getting pizza from a guy in Canada. Like, magic is fucking weird. And now, the A-Team. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 278 of the A-Team podcast. This is KYT butchering yet another A-Team intro. Is this back-to-back? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. Wow. You really want to get shit done today. Yeah, right on point. I mean... It's not as crazy as in December where I just, like, call you and I just jump straight in and yeah. you're just like, whoa, yeah, whoa. I, that pissed me Go. off. Like, we normally have, like, a good little pre-show <laughs> chat. Hey, how's it going? All that kind of... So... <laughs> I was like, shut up. Here we go. Yeah, it's like, All end right. episode. So we're here with Jeremy. How's it going, Jeremy? It goes very well. And we've got Mr. Lining Up for Classes. Jay motherfucking Boosh. How was that Lining today? Up for classes. How are you now? Uh, to sign up for classes, rather. That's How right. was that? It was the greatest. I got there at fucking five in the fucking morning, and there's already a lineup out the fucking door. Is it already school time again for you? Well, you sign up in May, and then you don't go to, like, October. Ah, okay. <laughs> I buy October. You know, you go, I gotta get in there with all the boys back home, eh? Ah, yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Did you get any sleep? I got up at 2.30 in the morning. Holy shit. Yeah. Started the lineup at 5, and how long was the line? Uh, the line, I don't know, like, I was I was in the first 150 people. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, like, you think Kate Upton was given blowjobs or something. <laughs> oh, man, she's taken now. That doesn't mean she can't give blowjobs. <laughs> well, she won't be doing it at like eight. <laughs> I'm sure that she has standards and stuff like that, probably involving her mister. I mean, who knows? Maybe he goes to eight. I don't know. I yeah. don't follow the celebrity gossip anymore. She got started pretty young, so maybe she doesn't have standards or something. I don't know. <laughs> Other than that, how how was your weekend? Uh, it's good. I did a lot of housework. So Doesn't adulting suck? Oh, it's just the fucking worst. 
Oh man, it's brutal. Just be like, be like the Chinese or like KYP. Just live with your parents forever, never ever go anywhere else. Oh, it just seems so much better. Yeah, like, I don't know. It was just mono housework this weekend. Yeah, that, that's that's a little bit of a lie. We did and go I get out. No, I get no value from doing fucking housework or yard work. Like, who cares about fucking yard work? And then nobody else on the block does yard work, and you got dandelions all over the place. <laughs> um, it doesn't even feel that long since we've last talked, since we recorded... Uh, no, it doesn't. I think it's because we, we fucking did three episodes last week or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, we've been doing an episode like every four days. Fuck, boys. Oh, man. Like, that's so all you we do, busy... is like, this has turned into a blog. Audio. Come back tomorrow! <laughs> <laughs> Where so we discuss what we weekend. ate for dinner. You had to be a like chore filled weekend as well, Jer. Yeah. So uh, I've got. We used to have like this community garden plot that we went to, and it wasn't too far away. It was like a ten minute walk. It's kind of in the middle of our little community thing. Okay. And we had a big plot out there, and it was just a pain in the ass because if we have like a real bad dry spell and stuff like that, you have to go over there every day and. We work, we have our kid, we have, you know, dinner we have to do and laundry and all this other bullshit. And then to be like, oh shit, I gotta go and water the garden or pluck weeds, whatever the case may be. It just became a burden. So we put the garden in our backyard. Mm. So I had to rip out a whole bunch of sod, put some 8 by 8 timbers in, drill into them, 5 foot T-bar or uh, 5 foot uh, rebar rods into the ground so that they don't move with the frost uh, and then had to knock out a piece of the fence and get some soil delivered and it just fit through the fence thank god the truck was really small so it was able to dump right pretty much into the boxes saving me like hours of shoveling so yeah it was just a lot a lot of work because then like we had to dig up all the soil that we had in there already to make sure there wasn't any roots hiding deep down from the grass that was on top and oh just a pain in the ass but got those done and then just cleaning up around the house and getting back to reality of you know being a parent and not being a traveling magic person like going to the tournaments is awesome but it also really stinks I was telling my wife yesterday where it's like I got home and it's just like that was the person I was before we had the kid and everything like that. I got to be that person again for a weekend and now I came back and I got to be dad and I got to do all this stuff and I got to be an adult and I got to fucking mow and fucking put garden beds in and do right? barbecues with the fucking neighbors. I had a great time in Toronto and shit and then I come home and it's just like fuck. We went shopping on Friday night until like 11 o'clock for house shit. <laughs> Like, fuck, like, we went to, like, the mall, oh, the mall, and then we went to fucking Walmart, and then we went to fucking Hull, and then we went here, and then Costco, and then there, and then Butts, and then fuck. Uh, oh. Are you saying, like, because you went away, that there's just, like, a shit ton of things because you were gone? No, not necessarily, no, no, no. it's just, it's, it's... Like, I've always had difficulties because I try and do the the magic life balance. And I 
always put the, the life on the forefront of it, which is difficult because like I want to be able to do more with uh, more with magic. I want to have more time to play. I want to mm-hmm. get to more tournaments, do all that kind of stuff. But it just it's I got to be dad. You know, my daughter uses me as a jungle gym. She climbs all over me. She's always wants to be with me. So that's awesome. I love my kid. It just it's also tough to like be able to do magic. I I was playing there's like some sort of thing that the guys that uh, the Edmonton guys they play this uh, it's like a clash of clans thing. I think it's called uh, Clash Royale or something. Right. A lot of people at work have been playing that as well. Yeah, so the fights, the bat- matches in that game are like 3 or 4 minutes tops. And like I have a tough time finding 3 or 4 minutes uninterrupted to play a game with my daughter cuz she'll just jump right up in front of me and get between me and the phone. So it's like <laughs> I can't even find three minutes strung together to play Clash Royale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then, you know, like sometimes Petra has a bad day. Like it seems like she's having one today. So, man, she just misses you, man. From she was just sad that she had to be pulled from her daddy. Well, it's, the she comes cast. in here and she likes to go through my card catalog thing that I got my magic cards in. So she goes mm-hmm. and pulls out the drawers and then she'll move cards around and just, you know drives things people crazy so yeah but i haven't gotten a chance to play anything i haven't looked at any magic cards i thought i had a tournament coming up next week or this weekend coming up it turns out it was actually the weekend that just passed uh it was on mother's day so it's like how can you even really yeah. <laughs> yep. like zero percent chance we're playing in that one uh but i do have a pptq coming up this weekend that once I figure out what it is, which I'm literally going to look up right now, I am going to play it. Hopefully I'm good at it. Let's see. Sealed PPTQ. All right. How do you play sealed? Anyone know? Open bombs. Fuck some moms. <laughs> huh. What you're allowed to um, do because you have a sex trophy. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And my sex trophy turns three tomorrow. Holy fuck, we're old by... Yeah, I know. God. That's like... Yeah. I mean, I top, Scotty was saying... I top eight it Scotty one. was saying Lily's going to turn one? like five or some shit. I had top eighted uh, PPTQ before, but I was just playing... Because I just feel for... Uh, if it's six, uh, six shadows, right? Six shadows sealed. I mean, I just feel white and blue are just some of the deeper... The two deepest colors. I think we all agreed on that on a, on a previous episode. And you're just going to slowly gravitate. Uh, all your good comments are probably going to be in, the, in those colors. And I ended up with a with a white-green solid beater deck. And uh, it was pretty straightforward to build. So I think you'll, you'll be fine. Okay, so how do I win? What do I do? White-blue? Yeah, white-blue or white-green. I, th- I think a lot of your good comments, like a lot of the good werewolves... Like, they're just common or uncommon are going to be in green, and a lot of the decent removal are going to be in white. Um, so, and, like, the red, because the red-black, I think we discussed how it's more of a synergy thing, where you're going to need, they're, they're usually low on the toughness, or you're going to need some sort of vampire-type synergy to, to make those colors work. So they're, they tend to be less strong. But, of course, like it really depends on... On the rares that you're gonna crack open, Jer. Okay, so, so uh, we're gonna do hash, hashtag cheaty face. Uh, May fifteenth. I just need you to be like near your phone, 
I'm gonna send you some pictures. <laughs> yeah, sounds sounds good. Now I know we've haven't had time to grind the magic, but this man that we're just inviting to the call has had time to grind the past two weekends. Mr. Shaheen Surani, grind right back to the Pro Tour. Oh, I grind. How's it going, Shaheen? I grind. Grind, grind, grind. <laughs> Grinding is what I do best. Yes. Thanks for having me. As always, pleasure. Yeah, we're having you, but there's no Scotty here, so it's kind of weird. There's no. Uh... Yeah, I, I, I think it's crazy so... that he thanks yeah. us to be on the show. Yeah, actually, yeah, I don't actually like anyone left on here, so it's kind of. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Actually, I, I like everyone but Scotty. That's why it works out. That's why I can't. Hey, us too. That's why he's not on anymore. Hey, yeah, he's, you know, he's, he's, too, he's a little too muscle heady for me. You know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not all about that. Neither is Jer. Yeah, I'm just what? not a not a fan. Okay. But, uh, yeah, being back on the Pro Tour, man. It's been a long time. It's been, uh, I haven't been counting, but, you know, 22 months or something like that. What the fuck? Do you even play Magic anymore? My God. I know, I know. Actually, you know, I really gave up on it last year and um, just played Star City stuff. And uh, I played, like, you know, maybe like three Grand Prix, but KYT saw me up there in Canada earlier this, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago in Toronto. And I really decided to give it a... The old go across the board there, and uh, well, I, it's been uh, I, worked out. I feel like you you still even if you haven't tried as hard and maybe through your writing or, or your Twitter, I, I felt like you maintain your your presence and your and your brand and, and by playing those Star City games as well, like oh, yeah. you didn't disappear to to to, a fa- to like a fan like me who was just watching competitive Magic. You didn't disappear. Oh yeah, you can't get rid of me, man. I'm gonna be around. <laughs> I I'm playing this game until the grave you know so it's it's like it's even if i'm not doing if, if i'm not even if i'm not successful i'm still going to be playing in some fashion and um like the biggest thing about the game is you know it there's so much more than just playing in the tournaments and being successful there i mean you can have a podcast you could have an article any like there's so many ways to like uh stay involved even with blogs or anything else i know people that are um form uh, famous, like from the the old uh, the source forums, you know, like a legacy forum. It doesn't even matter where you go, there's just people that are involved. So, yeah, I like to. I've been like uh, trying to stay relevant, even though winning wasn't really happening much. And then I kind of had an epiphany to try to, uh, you know, I still play my own deck, but like this most recent uh, Grand Prix here in uh, New York, I played a, a take on Grixis. And uh, Grixis is a fairly well-known deck, so it's not just out of the ordinary, like, you know, random. It's a, it's a good deck, and uh, I fixed it up because it was a, I think it was a pretty weak list uh, from the Grand Prix top. I think just uh, the player that was playing it was very good, and I think there are some things that had to go. And once I fixed them, I felt like me or anyone who has some control, like experience, could win with this deck. So it, it, uh, it definitely performed. Um. I gotta say, I'm a big fan of your confidence. Like the fact that you're like, yeah, this list that was in the top eight, it was broken, but I fixed it. Yeah, it sucked. It sucked. I haven't been on the. I'm, you know, played Magic in two years, but I know, I know when I. Oh, I play. I still win. (laughs) Oh, I've been playing. Just uh, Star City winning, not uh, Wizards winning. It's it's kind of like like the list. Even when I I talked to him. the list, like, he had these, like, three of the Fever. Is it Fevered Vision? Is that the name of the card? The Howling Mine? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, I'm like, what? Because I walked up to him 
before it was before his top eight. It was like two rounds before he top eight. And I'm like, what is up with this card? He's like, yeah, don't play this card. He's like, do not, <laughs> he's like, do not play this card. And uh, it was just, you know, it's just not good. It's one of those um, cards in the sideboard where you, you have a good idea. It's kind of like you thought this up. You're like, oh, this card's sick against a certain deck. And then it's just actually what he told me was bad against everything. It's just a literal dud. So um, that was that's like the big card that we changed there. Uh, so it's beside that, like I said, he he did a pretty good job. The mana base is a little funky, um, and him and Noah Walker. You guys know Noah Walker, right? I've seen him around Star City. Yeah, yeah, I I know him. He's won a few opens. Uh, no, nothing on the Pro Tour. Uh, he's, I think he's probably like eighteen years old or nineteen years old. So, but uh, you know, he's he's just he was crushing with Grixis as well, and uh, they both have varying lists, and I kind of just took the best of both worlds there and added. Uh, a few spicy ones, and that's why. Um, Shane, did you have an epiphany between Toronto and New York? Because you didn't play Grixis at Toronto. You played Esper Control. You were at Toronto? Yeah. Well, yeah I, <laughs> I went to Scotty's party. No, I, you weren't. I, I did. And it wasn't Scotty's party. It was our party. You were at the party? Any of you guys. I was there for, like, uh, probably, like... Six seconds? No, yeah. I, was like, I was there for like an hour. Well, oh, shit. I mean, I you know I was uh I was X one and one, very moderately okay record, and um decided to go get some sleep for tournament tomorrow. But uh, it was uh it was fun, you know. You got some food there, had some bean, you know, some delicious fries and some stuff, a little sampler. And then I uh slept <laughs> like an old man. Went to the hotel stuff. <laughs> the fuck yeah, so, did we miss that? I don't know. Scotty should have told you. It's pretty. Uh, yeah, we oh, didn't even know. Fucking Scotty. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's just got. You know, we already know. Just Scott garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, yeah, like I mean, the the deck, like the Esper deck, was great. It was just. Did you come up with it? The Esper deck. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was okay. my own from the article before, and it's just like a planeswalker variant. It was kind of like Seth Manfield's, if you want to take a uh, kind of a uh, uh, starting point. And my old Esper list from ancient days, and kind of mesh them together. You know, I had like Vryn's Prodigy, because I'm gonna play that in every control deck. Um, but like, yeah, it was it was pretty great. Uh, problem is, I went to time four times, and that <laughs> could not win in time. Like, if I had seventy minute rounds, then I probably would have done really well with that deck. But I basically finished 7-1-1 one, and one, day one. And then day two, I went to time uh, three more times where I conceded twice and was conceded two once. And I just dropped the, the second time I conceded to somebody. And it was just a nightmare. And it's I play super fast and not used to going to, un, like, you know, having unintentional draws. And just it wouldn't win in time. It was, just, it was awful. So then I decided I had an unofficial that became official document signed with Brian Brondoon. And the document said, after D.C., if my record, if I scrub out of D.C., or not D.C., sorry, New York City, if I scrub out of the Grand Prix, I have to play his list for the rest of the calendar year, card for card. Oh, thank goodness you dodged that bullet. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, it was going to be green-white for me and, like, these aggro-y mid-range-y... Do you even know how to tap creatures? <laughs> I, so here's my... Here's my uh, Good job, Chase. Yeah, 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 but like multiple creatures, more than one. Like, <laughs> yeah, like how do you even attack? <laughs> I think souls, you know, sometimes. 
Like, if you're know. playing on Moto, you can right-click and attack all. That's something I don't think you've ever used, but you might want it. <laughs> hey, that's, a, that's hey, a new feature? I play limited, okay? <laughs> and that's why I, I'm, I'm okay at aggro. It's because what we have to do is know how to play your Friday Night Magic draft, and you're good at aggro. That's, that's, true I, enough, true enough. I can do it. But, yeah, so, like, he, uh, I had this looming over my head. So I started the Grand Prix off 1-2. and two. And New York. So basically, I explained to oh, most of my wow. opponents, one more loss. Because scrubbing up to me is not qualifying for the Pro Tour at this point. I'm too old for these X and 3s for this to be happening. Oh, it's so cruel. It's bullshit. X3. X3, you know, 12 wins is just still not enough. Back in my day, 12 and 3 was, you know, fourth seat going to the top eight. Yeah. Um, now, too bad I was like, like, rancid, like, like back then. So it just never mattered. Um, but like now, so I, I'm one of two. And, uh, you know, with two buys, so three and two, and had wow. to proceed to win ten in a row to not play Brian Braun doing decks, and uh, that's exactly what I do. Wow. Would you have just, like, quit Magic instead? No, no, I can't quit. Man, what else am I going to do, man? You know, a <laughs> 32-year-old teacher. I mean, my hobby is set. You know, this is what yeah. I want to do. This is, this is I don't pain. know if I could do it. I don't know if I could play it. I don't know. <laughs> Can't play some green white for a year. I mean, whatever. It's not too bad. It's not like mono red. He doesn't play mono red. He just plays, you know, the best deck. Whatever the best deck is, he'll play. So it was an okay decision to be made. I was pretty sad because X and two again. The second time I've done it, where it didn't top eight, and I still have never top eight a Grand Prix. Um, so I was, I felt pretty good about maybe top eighting this one. And then with one round left, they posted the standings, and it just wasn't going to happen. I was going to be a lock for ninth place or 10th place. So. But still qualified for Australia. Uh, played a realish deck this weekend. Uh, <laughs> so that's that was the epiphany I had. I need, I wanted to play something real-ish, and this is real-ish. Like, Esper decks are great. Esper sometimes is real. And in this format, it's not. I don't know how Seth Manfield... Well, actually, I do know he's a god amongst men. That's why he wins every tournament. But he was able to finish his rounds in 50 minutes with that deck with no win condition. I just don't know how he did it. I think he just his opponents had to like feel his his energy and power, like Super Saiyan power, and just like folded and conceded to him round after round when the the clock was about to expire because the deck can't <laughs> win. I had three Planeswalkers out with my first draw, you know, all churning. Played my fourth Planeswalker with turn with turn one and. <laughs> Did not get a concession. Like it's just not going to happen. Like, and I, and every turn I'm like, play my lane, go. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's, let's go. It just doesn't matter. You just can't finish in time because uh, you know back in the day you could tap six and play Elspeth. And yeah, and that card actually wins games. It, it just yeah, it closes the game out. Exactly. Or tap six and play Aetherling, and one open. You know, or tap whatever. You know, just name it. You should now, play that Sphinx that you can't counter, and your shit can't get countered. Yeah, I played that, and then they just, like, have, like, three, like, blighted fens out, and, you know. Yeah, and everybody has the Sacrifice of Flying Creature spell, because... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a terrible fucking idea. I mean, no, it's just, it should be an okay idea, though. Yeah. Is there, like, an unblockable blue guy that just does, like, one point of damage? Unblockable blue guy. There is in Modern. Not in Standard right now? There isn't, like, some ghost of ghosting? There's the flip guy that mills you 13. Oh, yeah. yeah, fucking... You should play that shit. No, got, no, that's... That's heavy, that's heavy. 
straight up. Mill you 13? Like, by the time you could play that on turn four, that's like 20 cards out of their library. <laughs> that's a lot of cards, man. That's a third of the way there. You're a teacher. That's good math. Yeah, that's, that's, just, that's good deck building. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Nice. I want I'm glad you I got you guys. Way to flip that. Yeah, we'll figure it out. You know, we'll we'll hit the, we'll hit the lab. We'll figure it out. <laughs> this this Grixis deck though, man. I I'm telling you, like if you want, if you are not as good as <laughs> the top eighters of these Grand Prix Grixis, and you want a deck that can give you the little bit of edge. Like, the, the list I had in my article with Dark Petition, is a, Dark Petition is a card that allows you to have just multiple copies of everything in your deck. So it's just one of those things where, crap, I didn't play this game right. Alright, draw Dark Petition. Alright, sweet. Get any card, kill you. Like, it's just but, and it pretty much just what it was this. all day. Yeah, mm. it, it feels like that. It really does. You're just like... I mean, for me, every, and for, everyone's tournament was different. Like, uh, my friend who's playing the list, he went X3. He, uh... He tutored for different... He's like, yeah, Chandra was terrible for me. I'm like, Chandra was the only card I tutored for the entire day. I did not tutor for, like... I can't even remember a tutoring for a non-Chandra or Ruinous Path. It was either one of those two things. Turn 5 was Ruinous Path to kill something. Any other turn, it was Chandra. And he's like, Chandra was terrible for me. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, the eye of the beholder, whatever you want. And it's just, uh, it helped even the deck out. So, it was, it was a How great deck. How often did Chandra tick up versus tick down? Uh, it was it was a down ticking. Down ticking was the winning form. Uh, it's a you're playing a sem, kind of a combo deck. Like if you saw my camera match against, oh no, what's his name? This is not there was good. camera matches. Yeah, they had one in round thirteen. All right, here we go. Who is the guy who's winning all the grand prix? There, he's going to worlds like the grand prix master. He's from South America. He's got a sweet name. I don't know. <laughs> is there a place where you can see the masters lists? I'm a. I'm gonna try to pull it up. Let's go to. I wonder if it's still on pairings on Channel Fireball. No, hold on. Let me go to. I got I could probably go to Twitch right now and find out. It's on like it's on the Channel Fireball Twitch. So while I'm doing that, I'll just go on. So I'm playing this guy, and and Terry Fabrizio. There you go. No, That's the Fabrizio. one. Fabrizio. Fabrizio. That's it. That's it. So. That's what I call my cat sometimes. Fabrizio, there you go. <laughs> smells, smells. Meant to be. Yeah, spray it. Um, yeah, so he's like apparently this juggernaut of magic. I have no idea because I've been out of the pro world for a while and I just don't really know a lot of people's names. So I mean, we're getting featured. And I'm like, that's eh, probably me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it! I love it. No, oh, no, it's no. probably me, man. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I, no. Don't be. Nervous. I suck magic. It's all. You're good. welcome for being here. No, he, uh, <laughs> and then I realized he's, you know, uh, some, from somewhere else, so he's probably traveling and very good, and just this platinum juggernaut, and we're talking, and I'm like, yeah, man, and he was talking about how he does well at Grand Prix, I still don't know who this is, I'm like, yeah, my first, I went 0-13 in my day two of Grand Prix, so my first 13 Grand Prix in day two one, where in those six pro tours, I day two, uh, four out of six of my pro tours. So like, I can't do two of the Grand Prix since so we're talking. He's like, yeah, I have the opposite problem. And then I just find out he's just like, a, you know, a god at magic, but whatever. <laughs> so and I, I, this is not the first time. I, I literally always make a fool of myself when I play against a known player. So I just have no idea who they are. And I'm just like, hey, what brings you here? You know? <laughs> is this your first GP? 
Yeah, it pretty much. Doing really good. How long have you been playing Magic? Oh, oh, I mean, I started in Pro Tour this. Oh, okay, got it. Oh, cool. <laughs> good for I'm you, I'm Richard Garfield. You may have heard of me. <laughs> <laughs> I created the game. Yeah, so I've been playing against. This, I don't even remember. I was going with the story. Oh, well, the Chandra question. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, so like, I mean, on camera, I get in there with my two, two, two zombies. And he blocks the two reflector mages, and I Chandra minus one and just cook his goose, and it was great. Um, so there's like a, just the Chandra, the down ticking, and a lot of times with post combat, getting in there with a leftover zombie, uh, attacking with Dark Dwellers, having them double block and getting some damage on there, and you're able to get creative. And it's still it's surprising today how many people, when you hit the six land, are just not assuming it's, it's Chandra because you know, it's that's always just, Chandra on six land. Always Chandra, yeah. I was playing uh, Bank Coco, and it's like, all I have to do is beat him before he gets to turn six, and I have a chance. Right, yeah. I mean, that's what Fabrizio was playing. Uh, game one, he just mauls me. It wasn't even close. And then game two, uh, like I said, this Grixis deck is kind of a combo deck, so I set him up with the one-two. You know, I, I kind of mess around here and there, mess around, do this, and I'm like, with seven mana, Kalidus, Radiant Flames, wipe your board. Infinite zombies, <laughs> like and it's just disgusting. So it's 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 like wow. yeah, it was it was awesome, and it's it's all on the Twitch channel, so it's a pretty good replay. Um, I I watched it uh, while I was supposed to be teaching earlier, and uh, <laughs> so then <clears throat> game three, you know, I'm playing and he collected companies and hard whiffs and gets nothing, oh. and then the game. Wow. So, yep, and uh, that was it for him, and if. Last round, I got to play for my winning in uh, the best matchup for Grixis. So if you expect to see four-color rights or any cryptolic right decks, any of them, this deck is just a haymaker against that deck. You just have so many sweepers. Like After board, I added to the sweepers um, that Oliver had. I have four Radiant Flames, a Languish, so it's five. I have two Dark Petition, which are sweepers after board. So seven yeah. and Chandra, which are nine. You have nine sweepers. So you're just like, they just never have creatures. And they just never you, beat you. Do you play the Infinite Obliteration or whatever? I had it main. It was horrible. Um, <laughs> it's the only change I make to the deck. I cut it for a Radiant Flames, a second Radiant Flames in the main. Um, so that change, is, it has to happen. Because I, I wanted to hedge my matchup against... Um, ramp and because the ramp matchup is so bad but you just like you can't play a card like you can't main deck a card even though you have two dark petitions that's just worthless against the majority of the uh, metagame you can have something like a pick the brain that would be really sweet in the main deck because it has a lot of uh, uh, power and it's not linear like uh, infinite obliteration but you can't play that main it was, it was really bad so it's moved to the board uh, flames in the main and I was talking to, uh, like, uh, Shahar and Caleb Wilson. There's a few other big shots there that were at the table. And I explained the infinite obliteration main. He's like, why? I'm like, well, I was explaining. He's like, well, if you want to beat Ramp, just win your first two rounds. So <laughs> <laughs> He's right. So <laughs> I never, did not play it once. Even I lost my first two rounds, so I don't know. But I didn't play day two at all. I, I saw one Ramp deck floating around the top tables. What a deck, man. That Ramp deck is... Is a, is a piece of work. It just <laughs> like the pros consider it a bad deck. Yes, and it was okay. if, if, if Fabrizio was on. Apparently, so I did my after getting 
after not knowing anything, I did my homework. <laughs> he was on Team Eureka, who came up with the goggles list that Brad came uh, top eight with. So he, if he thought the deck was still good, he would be playing. But he's playing. Oh right. Bad Company, which is the deck they built the goggles deck to beat. So instead yeah. of playing that, they're all now on Bad Company. So that's a big, uh, big move in you know the the direction of the power level ramp. I think goggles ramp was super sweet when it came to, um, like being a shock deck, you know. But now now that the secret's out, and I don't know if you've ever been color guns commanded when you're playing that deck, but that is not fun. Like you just. Just blowing up artifacts and doing something else, getting back Dark Dwellers, casting Dark Dwellers, you know, discarding a card, and it's just too much for them to take. So it was a good weekend. I I'm really happy with the results. Obviously, I was pretty sad about the the no top eight again. It's one of those like like uh, things that weigh on my shoulders when I'm playing these events because I've been playing for so long. And uh, you get judged by people when you're you know you don't have a top eight of a Grand Prix, which is something that almost everyone has. But I've had a ton of X2 finishes and miss, and I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to be in, maybe in Montreal. I was going to go to Montreal, but now there's a Grand Prix in Sydney the week before, and that's during the summertime. So if I, yeah. if I join a testing team, um, they're probably going to want to go to go a week early. Uh, but if I go have you, have you been approached? Are you, are you getting recruited right now? Like, has anyone sent any coaches out to you with bags of money? to? Oh, no. Not, well... Fennell went up to me and said he's going to start his own team, so he was like rooting for me to win the last round, um, and he wanted he wanted me in there. Uh, I think oh. I already talked to Brian. He's part of Face to Face, so yeah. if um, that's the team I'd like to join, so I'm going to ask. I've well, asked him KYT to will give you the A team bump. <laughs> that's right, not yeah. going to happen. He's got the in. <laughs> I don't have any in. Yeah, yeah. Great, him great. and Alex, they tight. I mean, if, uh... if I don't get in, it's uh, it's indicative of like your character now. What, what, why didn't you give your business card to Fabricio and Terry? Oh, Be I like, should have. Expensive, expensive sorcery master. Yeah, <laughs> they said they don't care, bro. They, that's one of the things they mentioned with the uh, <laughs> lame titles. Hey, at least, at least the title was given to me, not me making it, which some pros like to give Oh, man, out. people that make up their own titles and nicknames are the worst. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't want to say anyone's name that made up their own nickname, but they may have... A documentary spot, you know. I'm just not gonna say anymore. <laughs> that was a very innovative way to go about that. <laughs> Quite innovative. I mean, it's, it's a rumor. I'm sure. I mean, he is he is great at magic, and he makes decks. So if he wants to be in, he he is the innovator. That's you know, we have a bad history mentioning stuff about him on this show. So all right, that's fine. You're just getting us in tr- more trouble here. That's a good segue. What did you think of that show? Oh, um. Uh, <laughs> Didn't watch it. No, 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 I did. It's a tough question. Um, it was alright, I guess. I, it started off sweet and then it became like a, like a E True Hollywood story mixed with like Lifetime, like, you know. The, the the life of these guys and I felt like there was sad music and kind of like right sort of, it, it was a little it was like I, I I was hoping for a magic documentary I mean I, these guys are all great like whenever I, like basically you watch the video you watch the documentary and you fall more in love with Reed Duke like every man and woman on this planet wants Reed Duke like right I mean you're watching this Actually, you're just like, you know what I thought I thought it was a little I thought it made my opinion of Reed a little worse really what? yeah. 
But you know what? It did. That's it a increased, very interesting it position. It increased my opinion of. Uh, what the, the innovator? No, no. Uh, Shahar. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't really I didn't really know anything about Shahar, and okay. now I'm like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, He's I got a, I got a. Let's Owen segue well. into a segue here. This is good Shahar story. This could be a, a good. You, what do you call them? Like scumbag stories again? What are they called? Yeah, oh, good, yeah. good. I like where we're going with this. Beginning of the uh, beginning of the podcast here, in the middle wherever we're at. So uh, <clears throat> this is my fault. So I'm a bad influence on Shahar. So we're at Starbucks <laughs> morning on Sunday, and the line is out the door, and uh, we it is like 15 minutes till the tournament begins for day two, and we're like, gosh, oh, what are we gonna do? We gotta do something. And like I'm sitting there, and, I, and I'm like, oh yeah, I have a mobile app where I can order my Starbucks, and then they make it ahead of everyone, which is 100% scummy. Like, I'm literally just cutting <laughs> everyone in line. Like, everyone, every pro you could think of, from Seacrest to Brad, and they're all in line waiting, and they probably wow. wait like 30 minutes. So I start ordering a line, and he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm ordering a line. He's like, he's like, Shaheen, you are a genius. And everyone, <laughs> him and Matt Casa, they both installed the Starbucks app, and they all we all start ordering our Starbucks things online. We step out of line, and we are in his. If you had a high opinion of him, you still should. But that was a total scum move by all of us. I mean, that is it doesn't get worse than that. That's bad. I mean, all these people <laughs> waiting for like forty five minutes, and we're just like, and we're all laughing about it. And everyone's looking at us, and we're getting our coffee okay. Well, if, if you're doing like the point and laugh, you know, like oh yeah, we that's... were laughing. It was, it was not a hit. wow. There was, there was jubilation. Everyone saw it. It was it was great. Wow. I know. I know. I'm not proud of it. It kind of sounds like you're proud of it. So there it you was... go. That's some fucking tournament. I mean, wow. I you need I mean, to get through the Starbucks it. line. I just had no idea you could do this. Yeah, That's man. Like, I'm, tie, I'm mind blown. You can tie it to like your Starbucks card so you don't even have to pay. It just comes right off. You know what? The, the tough part about that one is it's scum. Oh, what the fuck? But like, if anybody else in that line knew that they could do that, they would have done that. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, so it it's be, one of those scums that everyone will scum. It's innovation of scum innovation. <laughs> a skinovation. Skinovation. Yeah. So that movie, you thought it was kind of the same. Okay, I had the same opinion. Everyone was all like zippity doo dah about it, and I, I was like, I'm not saying it's bad, but it was What's for sure. I wanted more magic. I wanted more magic in the magic documentary. I. Yeah. I think it's great they went there personalized, but it seemed like they went there and then stayed there. It just never left the. Uh, personal life and i think you know chris is awesome like i'm really good oh person. yeah yeah he's amazing great. and shahar is great and you know reed is great and i don't really know huey and owens still my favorite uh, and um yeah so it's great i mean beside the i know the history of all these guys already and i was hoping because you know mostly these magic players will be watching this and i was hoping they would kind of go into how they got there like how it, like a almost like a an educational documentary to help players get like show their exact like road they took to get to where they're at, you know, instead yeah. of just you know all them like you know just being showing the brotherhood, which is great, but they really they could have done a little better with it, I think. See, I liked it from the aspect of like just seeing the story, and I know like I didn't get a ton out of it because it's all somewhat knowledge for the the magic player and it's like you said it doesn't have a lot to do with magic but more the players themselves the thing that i loved about it is my wife has nothing to do with the game she is not a magic person whatsoever she does not get what i do these podcasts she doesn't get the tournament yeah, she yeah exactly that. 
Exactly. But I was able to sit her down and she watched it. She didn't roll her eyes. She didn't take out her phone. She didn't do any of that stuff. She sat and she watched it. And I was blown away that she did that. When it was done, she really appreciated it because she said that she learned a lot. So I, I look at it as this is not for me. This is for all the people out there who try to figure out why I won't do a magic trick for them when they hear that I go play magic cards. Yeah, I, I think the, the story is definitely better for people that are outside the game. And it just yeah. reminds me of now, you know, who are they who are they gearing toward? Who are they, who are they pandering to? And it's just the same as when you saw the the cuts and platinum perks and just you, you think about who Wizards is really pandering to and, and shooting for. It's, it's all all this flavor and all these new sets and all the art and all the all this stuff. The cosplayers that go there now, the artist booths, like just everything. And it's they're they're parent, the the money and the notoriety for this game rests in the hands of the casual player. Like the, the pro player is just a small small like piece of this game. And the, the real money and the sales from cards and everything from an economic standpoint is uh, is casual. So I I have always complained complained and bitched about, you know, the blue spells getting worse and card draw getting worse and all this, but those cards and are not fun to play. People do not that are new to the game hate them. They never liked them. The game was worse with them, even though, you know, people like me found our niche in it and we love it. So I, you accept that and you move on. And that's why, again, back to KYT's earliest question today is why, what, what transitioned me from Esper to Grixis? I had to play red to win the game. Like, I had to, these, there's no win condition Esper. The win conditions are terrible. I just, it's just so super bad. And I, had to me, you know, online you don't realize it because I'm winning online, I'm crushing online, I'm just having a great time, and because of the chess clock situation, my opponents are the ones running out of time, and they don't concede, they they lose, which is how the online <laughs> system works. Because I'm just like click 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 done, and they're just like uh, you know, stuttering around, and it just doesn't work like that in real life. So I think uh, I think the game's great. The documentary, I'm gonna give it a from a, a mid level. Poor, pro- poor professional. I'm gonna give it a C plus. If I was a C plus, that's pretty C low. Plus. Oh yeah. I'm gonna give it if I was a some if I was somebody that's not a big, uh, not big in the community like someone watching it. Like my girlfriend was watching, who's kind of into the game a little bit, but not really. She was enjoying it. We're all in, like people that watch it enjoy it that are not like the the people that are ingrained in the game. So I, it was a good documentary for them, but yeah. Next, give me another one. Give me another. Give me a. I want to get better. Give me one thing I can take away. How are you guys winning every tournament under God's green earth here? How are, well, are you? There's this book called uh, Next Level Magic. God, I think uh, I heard that. Next Level Deck Building is what I read, though. <clears throat> I think that book is great. And I love Star City and writing for them. And um, Also, oh, here's a question, Shaheen. If the magic. Uh, cruise came back. Would you go on it? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. I, this is I'm standing around like people like Pat Cox and people that have top eighted, you know, pro tours like multiple and all these things. And I do all this. And the the funniest thing is is that people will come up to me and they'll say, "Hey, can you sign my playman in front of all these like legends?" And I'm like, <laughs> so "That's good. funny. That's happened to me before too." <laughs> Oh yeah, it's it's because you know you guys are in the face of the media. Like this is a social media is where it's at. Who cares if you top eight 
uh, a pro tour that had 8,000 viewers. I freaking was in the finals against Jerry Thompson with 25,000 people watching an invitational. You know, this is people watch star city stuff. People stay in tune with this stuff. So like it's, it, there's a lot more um, notoriety in, in, better marketing on the in the private sector than there is from Wizards itself. So that's how it's been working out. Oh yeah, so you'd go on the Magic Cruise though. I don't know, is the Magic Cruise any good? Uh I never like I remember Luis was like the big like uh the header for it last time, but yeah I would definitely go on it. Absolutely. I Um my buddy Clues, he went on it and he enjoyed it. That's cool. I mean the, 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 most of the people that are in this game that you see on a regular basis, the people that are featured on the cruise and stuff, have some personality. Like if you ever the seminars that they've given before Grand Prix, a lot of the Channel Fireball guys and the uh, Chapin who's done it, and just these people, they, even if they're a little wacky, they have personalities. I mean, you're not going to have like Michael Jacob doing a, a seminar, you know, because. <laughs> but, you're not gonna want an no MJ seminar. Would be pretty good. <laughs> no, no, no one will watch that. It would be a five minute seminar because he's just he would be like, oh, you don't get it. Oh, you're dumb. You know, just continue. Like, <laughs> like the Gordon Ramsay of uh, Magic the Gathering. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like, what is I guess there is some some, uh, some showmanship in that. <laughs> I really like MJ. Really good friend. <laughs> I do too. He's one of the better guys to watch. I, I, Doesn't I pull any punches. I only tune into a stream when someone like bat signals that he's talking shit about me, so I just tune in to see what he's saying. So so we're gonna look at we're gonna play this list. Not like Shaheen's terrible Esperlissi but oh. I'm on and just like troll and rant. <laughs> but <laughs> Oh man, there's some oh. there's some characters in this game, man. For sure. Uh, Jay, when you tweeted, I thought you would give... What would you give the movie? It felt like you would give it a lot higher than a C plus from some of the tweets you, you were tweeting out. Uh, I, I mean, C plus, like... I don't know. I, we don't use letter grades in Canada, so... Uh, <laughs> C plus, to me, sounds like fucking... Basically a fail. Like, you fucking... <laughs> like, you suck. So I wouldn't give it, like, a C plus. I mean, I'd probably give it, like, a... I don't know. Is like a B, like an eighty? Yeah, uh, yeah. That usually, I think that's more that's like the border, the bottom line of an A. Eighties. Oh, B-. then oh, I would oh, for C. sure give it a C plus. I didn't realize that. <laughs> Man, C plus is a lot higher. Like, like when yeah. people say like, "Oh, I got C averages," it's like I didn't know that was like the like in the eighties because like a C average sounds like you fucking couldn't tie your shoes. Yeah, a, C, a solid C is like a seventy-five. What the fuck? <laughs> What the yeah. fuck? Really? In Shahid's classes. That's in Shahid's boy, classes. I mean, see, when you said a C is too low for this, I'm like, well, that's because you got that, that deliciously uh, fantastic Canadian education, you know? Here here <laughs> in America, it's not as good. Okay? This is we why game good. reviews are so fucked up, that, like, the yeah. worst game possible has a 75% score. Yeah, what the fuck? God damn it, America. Get get something. Do something. Well, get don't it worry. Together. Hey, when President Trump's elected, we'll all be good. Okay, everything will be improved. I can't wait. I can't wait for that. <laughs> it's gonna happen, and you guys are gonna be fucked. And Make America hate. great again. Uh, I can't. Well, I, I never knew what that meant until like I thought about it, and then it's really messed up. <laughs> it's messed up. 
I mean, it's back to the, the, the same, like, super, super conservative slogans been used over and over. Take America back. Let's take America back. Let's make America great again. Like, that's the last one, take America back. Like, from what? What was Mitt Romney talking about? Like, oh, from the... Who black. took it? Oh, the, the African-Americans. Oh. No. Oh, the Mexicans. Oh, that's what it means. I think so, man. It's It's got a lot of, like... It's got some severe like racial undertones involved so it just kind of irks me a little bit but you know hey i don't think i got faith in my people i don't think it's gonna happen oh man i think that's naive yeah i mean uh and like you know what to be honest i'm pretty naive about the whole situation like from up here it just looks like you guys are a burning dumpster and so i don't really know um like the situation but i don't know how i would pick between hillary clinton and trump and then I feel like from what I'm seeing on social media and the news and just literally everything, like Trump's going to win by a landslide. How did that, how could that even happen? Aren't you, aren't you a teacher? Shouldn't you be responsible for this? <laughs> don't worry, boys. Don't worry, Canada. We figured out who's to blame. Yeah, like, I don't know what you should do. generation of voters. The people I don't know that you... vote for this guy are, I teach history, but the people that vote for this guy are like the, the 40, 45 year old, you know, conservative block of like, you know, middle aged white people. Like, that's like who this has landslide victory with. But yeah. like, all the other groups, you know, they can't stand them. They loathe him, like women and minorities. And, and they actually, in our country, the last two election cycles, women and minorities are like the, the biggest voting blocks. And if you if you alienate them, you're, uh, you're probably toast. I mean, well, Romney got crushed. Eight? John McCain. How can a guy? How can a guy win the primaries by alienating women and minorities? There's got to be some conservative women. I've seen. I've seen them on TV talking about Jesus. They probably there are, but there's such a small percentage of like the politically active people. Most women that are like politically active. I mean, of course, I'm saying this is just no data in front of me or anything. This is just like you know, <laughs> from, from my like experience, is you know it's. Hey, you're the American on the podcast. You're the expert. Yes, that's yes. true. Yes, I'm and you and you're like ten times better than Dozer. So <laughs> I know some stuff. Ouch! I know some stuff. <laughs> stuff. I think we'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. Call calling it now. I think they have Vegas odds. I think if you, I think Hillary for sure. I think Hillary's a two and a half favorite. Really? Yeah. What, are, yeah. what are the Vegas? That seems like an optimistic like... lie. Isn't there one that starts with a P? For uh, what? betting Can't? sites? Oh, uh, I have no idea. Because it's the Can't. same one that would like let you bet on magic. Yeah, Pinnacle. Pinnacle, that's the one. Check, check a little Hillary line over there and see what's. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to see where we're at. Well, no, that's stainless steel. That's not what I want. I want how to lose my money. Dot. Pinnacle Sports. There we go. Hillary is a minus two eighty. On Pinnacle. There you go. So she's a slight, slight favorite on there. What? How does that work? If she's a minus two eighty, doesn't that mean? So you bet, so, you bet a, you know, hundred bucks. You take off that percentage of the hundred, you win that much. So you don't, you don't get one to one. You get uh, oh. less than one. I see. Point seven, whatever. So what, uh, Jay? When it's well, because I, I'm an Asian gambler, as people at work love to make fun of me <laughs> for. Um, Minus two eighty means you have to put in two eighty to win a hundred, and when it's like plus, it's how much you win 
if you put in a hundred. So once plus, it's like an underdog. So you put a hundred bucks, the plus would tell you how much you would get. So if you bet the field, which is any other candidate, you would get two forty-two for a hundred. So she's a she's a sizable, she's a decent favorite, I would say. Yeah, because he's just Trump's just a, like a Neanderthal. Like it's no, we haven't elected a Neanderthal in a good you know, <laughs> ten years or so, or eight years or so. So let's see. They have Hillary at one point three five seven. The entire field is at three point four two. On yeah. right now. Well, what What are you feeling like, Jer? What are you feeling? Your I think uh... that's pretty good odds on the field. <laughs> yeah, the field is done. Like, don't ever vote. Like, there's no. This is a two party system to the T. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, but that's yeah. everybody else. Like, it's Hillary or everybody else. Right. I don't know, man. Three point four. Hillary's going to win. Hillary's gonna win. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> these betting sites aren't, you know, they're not made of. Uh, they, they, they made themselves pretty successful, so <laughs> they don't just ship money. No, no, they're not giving away all this money just for uh, you know charitable purposes. There. Okay. Uh, KYT, who am I betting on in the world championships <laughs> for chess? Oh, for chess, oh man, Magnus or Sergey. I think Magnus is going to win. Yeah, he's got odds. great odds. <laughs> hey, champions lose eventually. Ronda Rousey lost, so. Oh, my God. What a fucking garbage champion. Fuck Ronda <laughs> fucking Rousey. I thought you were a fan. Why would you ever think that? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I fucking hate Ronda Rousey. <laughs> But back to uh, back to our guest. Back to our guest. Our guest. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Shaheen, yeah. I I just want to ask you about your deck. Um, do you think it's like kind of broken, or like if someone had a, or is it just more fitting your, into your style, or because green white tokens was once again everywhere, and I imagine it'll be everywhere come, um, even when the PPTQs and WMCQs roll around, it'll still be a one of the the most popular deck so what's your what's your take on that well you're uh you are 50 50 against that taking all skill out taking all um like if you altering the deck at all it's a true like 50 50 matchup your your deck is great against theirs except for the card westvale abbey okay um once the nine seven arrives the Grixis colors are not really suited to handle that kind of threat. Ralph Batesh played the card that we all talked about playing and no one played. Uh, Grip of Desolation, which is a six-mana instant that exiles a land and a creature. Um, yeah. Pretty bad answer, I think. It's it's an instant. It's just worse than Silumgur's Command, I think, as a main deck card. Because Silumgur's Command actually, you know, at least does something. Like uh, useful <clears throat> throughout the match because you can counter secure the waste with it, actually prevent it from ever happening. So the, the Grixis deck, I believe, is broken against creature decks, except decks with secure the waste. Then you start having the issue because the decks that have secure the waste usually have Archangel Avacyn. These are two cards very good against cards like Radiant Flames um, and Chandra. So you can sweep the board, then they make guys and then flip their Abbey, kill you. Or you can never cast it because they just play Archangel Avacyn and indestructible all their stuff. So, you're, but you're still 50-50, and here's why: uh, your cards are so good 
like Goblin Dark Dweller is probably one of the most powerful cards in standard standalone. Uh, we all know how good Snapcaster Mage was. This guy is in this deck equal or better in a way because it gives you a win condition. It's a four four menace. Is so the games played out like this. It was uh, especially against like green white. You would kill a planeswalker early, transgress another planeswalker. They would sneak one out. They start making tokens. You get Kalidus out. Then the fingers crossing happens because the deck doesn't have a lot of answers to Kalidus. They have four Dramokus Command and they have maybe two Declaration of Stone main deck, and that's it. So I played green white in the last round of day two. Uh, to keep my dreams alive for top eight. And <clears throat> I played Kalidus on turn four. And he said Gideon. So his board was Walker, Walker, Hangerback, Walker, Hangerback, Walker, Gideon, Token against my Kalidus, nothing else. He had no chance after untapped. That shows you how good the matchup can be if you could land an early Kalidus. Like I just mauled him after that. I untapped. Played my fifth land, killed both of his, uh, or killed one of his hangerback walkers. I was on two, exile it, killed Gideon, ruined his path. Or first, I attack with Cletus. Uh, here's always a trick, and this is something that people don't do. Whenever you have a Cletus out, and they have a Gideon with a token, you always attack Gideon before you do anything else, because they will always block. Always. <laughs> they, they shouldn't, because Gideon doesn't die. You just let Gideon get a one every time. I, I did that attack four times in the weekend, I've done it online 20 times. They block 100% of the time to keep the loyalty up. So they block, you have the Ruinous Path anyway, so you Ruinous Path that you basically get to clear the board with one card. Um, and then he just easily lost. So the green-white deck revolves, the match revolves around Cletus and being able to uh, like hmm. stick it without them being able to answer it. Play around Archangel Avison. Wait till you get a transgress before you just fly out some Radiant Flames like willy-nilly, you know. Uh, pocket, uh, dark petition, pick up a grasp, just have an answer to it, and um, just have to play around, uh, secure the waste, and trying to get blown out. End the game as quick as possible is another suggestion against that deck. But it's a 50 50 deck, and you're always going to have deck matchups like that. You're like 50 50 against that, you're like 55 against Bank Company, and then you are a huge favorite against like five or six of the other decks out there. So, um, it's a great deck, so just uh, I'll be broken. I think it's a really good choice for people this weekend, any weekend, every weekend. Every. Sounds broken. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you have the broken. You're playing all the broken cards, like Goblin Dark Dwellers, kind of in the the terms of unfair cards in standard is one. I mean, uh, just being able to play it and late game and hit Culligan's <laughs> Command and kill something and return another Dark Dwellers to your hand and just putting eight power. You know, a power on the board is just really good. Just a huge creature, and uh, you're playing Kal- Kalidus. I think it's Kalatas, actually. By the way, I can't... oh Jay, Jay, please. I yeah. getting... is it this is your job, Jay. It's. I'm pretty sure yeah. it's Kalidus. Yeah. Kalidus. What kind of name is that? What kind of name Kalidus? is Shaheen? I mean, GG. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Fucking wrecked. Kal- Kalitas is like very. Greeky sounding, like powerful god. Sounding, sounding. Kalitas. No, man. That sounds like that sounds like the, what those those Indians chanted in uh, Indiana in Jones. Yeah. Indiana Jones. Yes. Yes. But it was Kaliman, not Kalita. So you're just you're just projecting. None of our viewers got that reference. Just put that out there. So what? Indiana Jones. 
You know, yeah, I say that to my kids. They have no idea what they're, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, but your kids would never listen to our show. Yeah, they get C+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> no, they way lower than that, friend. Wow. Uh, yeah, so Grixis is good, and Kalitas is great. It's it, I think it's Nahari <laughs> also. I don't think it's Nahiri. I think it's Nahari. I think so. my girl. No, my it's Nahiri. You also say Chandra, and it's not Chandra. It's Chandra. Chandra. I was gonna let that slide, but Chandra. Chandra? Like Chandra. It's Chandra. Chandra. It's Chandra with an S. Why they spell the C then? Because English is a screwed up language. It is. Oh, it's really messy language. You're killing me here. You're killing me. It's okay. Killing me, Smalls. They should re- release with every new set, like the phonetics of each card. You just, think <laughs> uh, they should. They really should. They would make it just make my life a lot easier. I wouldn't have to tell people what the actual phonetics were. Like, I mean, I, like when people say like Garuk and fucking Fudu. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> the second one. <laughs> See if you can guess what Fudda is. Fudda. <laughs> Fudda. So we're at we're at my local gaming store, and we have a ta- we keep a tab on like cards that people say wrong, like Progenitus or Gurniak Wildspeaker, and Who says Keg. So? Um, and so. So, one of the local guys, we get, like, a foil Richard Garfield PhD, and uh, and it's, like, an unglued card, and he's, like, pretty young, so he's never seen that card before, right? And he's like, oh, man, Richard Garfield, isn't that the guy that made the the game? And we're like, yeah, and he goes, holy shit, Richard Garfield? Fud, that's so cool. <laughs> so- oh, my, no. Fucking Fudda. He didn't say that. Oh, man. Fucking Fudda. Make me question American education system. That's that's horrible. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's bad. The fucking Fudda is no good here. I've actually I've wanted to get my Fudda for a while. Yeah, why don't you? I I might. It's once I get out of this teaching thing, I'll uh I'll look at other options. I just don't want to get gonna, a PhD you're gonna get a foot in, in history or what? Yeah, that's what I don't want. I don't want a foot in history. That'd be terrible. Well, what are you going to get? Something. I don't know. Something where I could... I don't know what I want to do. I'll probably look at jobs up in Canada and see what I can qualify for. You know, they're, like, they're, they're, they're giving teachers in like Hawaii paid, paid all the way because all the teachers are retiring and shit. You should go there, man. Uh, they get make like forty k a year. That's uh, really bad. No, but they were saying they're like raising it all so people will come and and fucking teach. Oh, I should take a look. Problem with Hawaii is like, I'm a super nerd of magic, and I just that would be a disaster for my going to tournaments. I'd have to fly everything. That's true. That's true. That would be the worst, actually. Yeah, it's really expensive too flying out of Hawaii. So I'll just uh, figure out something else. But yeah. Oh well. You know, Canada's great. I always, uh, that's why I always go to the, uh, events up there. I drove 12 hours to Toronto and on our way back, we drove 12 hours back and I took, lay down for a half a second, washed my face and walked into work and started teaching. It was, Jesus. Uh, it was, it was um, how did you feel that the GP went? Cause it was face to face his first GP. Oh, it was just awful. 
I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, it was good. Fast, just kidding. It was good. It was, uh, yeah, it was run well. Um, <clears throat> it was obviously like, uh, the venue is great. Uh, I, I don't, the, the food truck situation, you know, I would suggest face to face and others in the future, you might want to hire six times as many food trucks and like entice them to come because you just Noted. have, you just have thousands of people. So like, yeah. you know, people are waiting in line for like a decade to get food, but you know, that's that. Everyone makes that same mistake, though. They don't uh, accommodate the the masses with bathroom situations. Did you that. did you have to pay them to be there? What do you mean? Can't, well, can't, I was I'm, that was for KYT. Did you have to pay the food trucks to go there? Uh, from what I know, no. But I think they they need convincing, I guess, that there was going to be a lot. And and now we have that information. We have that proof that. The waiting line were ridiculous, and and I do expect us to have way more than we did at the GP. We're not going to have just two for sure. If we, we if we have another GP next year, it's not going to be two. It was pretty funny because we were actually teaching them what magic was. Watching Doug and uh, oh my goodness, who was the crazy guy we had last week? Oh, Ronaldo, Roberto, Roberto. Roberto. Yeah, they were watching the feature match. They rolled up like the folks from the uh, the burger joint, and they're like, "Is this like the 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 best players?" And it's like, "Yeah, right now, like these are the guys who are winning the tournament." What are they doing? Why does this guy have a lot of cards? Well, if he has more cards than the other guy, it usually means he's winning. Oh, okay. So it's like go fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit of that. <laughs> Game's really hard to explain to people. Mainly, the yeah, game is super. You know, and I think I think that was I think that was like a, a big problem with uh, Enter the Battlefield as well because like you they had to make it simple enough that the noobs could watch it, but they had to make it uh, true to the game enough that we would watch it. Right. Yeah, it's and always like, super cringy whenever you see them trying to explain the game because they cut like, out of it. They, they cut the someone out of it, didn't they? Uh, they Travis, Travis Wu. Wu. Travis Wu. Really? Yes. Yeah. I, Why? There's supposed to be someone else in there. Uh, he he said some. Uh, Probably he, something he to went, do with his struggles. Yeah. Well, I thought, yeah. yeah his, his 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 personal struggle. He had a big problem with it. Ah, man. I gotta. I wish there was like a like a TMZ for magic, like TM. <laughs> didn't they used to have a site like that? <laughs> it should like really that. like honestly it should be like a i mean this is actually there used terrible. to be like a there used to be like a gossip site for magic the gathering yeah and i, I wish what know. the name of it was yeah now you get lit up on reddit did you guys see uh the chris anderson uh meltdown they had that was that was something oh no but i definitely want to see it now <laughs> he um well he was having a bad day uh something in the family some something tragic happened oh. I, aware of it but uh he has he's been known for having anger issues in the magic the gathering and uh he got paired against his good friend by a good friend i mean mortal enemy jeff hoogland ah oh. and uh basically the match was going on and uh he was complaining and then hoogland's like well do you think you played perfectly and that set him off and he decided it would be a good idea to get up after the match and slam his chair into the table and knock the table down and people's decks are falling over the place. And uh, What the fuck? Yeah, he, uh, he was disqualified from the event. Holy shit. Oh, is that what the DQ was? 
That's what it was. Yeah, he's not a cheater. I heard about DQ. He no. had... Yeah, because I heard he was a cheater. No, he has anger problems. I heard it was like a shuffle cut. Mm-mm. Huh. DQ'd. I mean, maybe it was for that, but like he, at the the Reddit report that I saw from the site, people said he was DQ'd for. Oh man, the Reddit report. That's what we need because yeah. I I hate going to the Reddit and then reading all the just fucking detritus that is there. Oh yeah, it's great. So, I would love if there was like a Reddit report and it was just like 15 minutes. There's a little scrolly bar at the bottom. It just told me all the highlights. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, if it was like I a five minute podcast every day. And that's, yeah, the that's what, I would love that shit. I would fucking love. I would quit this podcast to do that podcast. Just a five minute <laughs> Reddit report. Just be like KYT and just skip oh. out on the ATM episodes that you want to record your other show. Yeah. Oh, I just have to not show up to this one. <laughs> hey, he's just trying to make that money, you know? That, that's, um, that's what he's trying to do. That's what I'm doing. I'm applying to all these teams. I'm, I'm just, I'll join like the Jim Davis team. I actually message him, man. Yeah, I'll do anything for money. I'll tell you. Like, that's anything right. That's what I said. Reason. Hey, that's great. That's good to hear. Yeah. I'll do anything for money, too. Yeah, we're in the same boat. Just, yeah, whatever. Okay. I'll put any jersey on. I'll put like a McDonald's armband on. I'll Would like... you get a tattoo? Hmm. What kind of money are you talking about? That's permanent. That's uh, that's something. That'd be that'd be good money. Maybe like good money. for good money, good... you'd get a tattoo. I would. Hey, hmm. so this is a rough world, you know. Just it's, it's, you gotta you gotta make a living. Teaching's not that's paying right. the bills, so. Shaheen, as usual. Amazing guest. Yes. We love having you. Amazing. Always, even without Scotty here. Um, is there any thing, uh, anything you would like to mention before uh, before we let you go? Yeah, I already got my Starbucks scumbag story out. Where I yeah, that's self, so good. Self, yeah, self-scumbagging. It was Matt Costa, too. Don't let me let him off the hook. It was Matt Costa, me, and Shahar who cut all of our <laughs> peers and friends. Hey, Shahar's got Moxie. Yeah, he's, he called me a genius. It was actually... Not really that smart. It's just more diabolical, and you know, it's it's almost like you see your own mother and family in the line. You're just like, sorry guys, we <laughs> we, we, we got to go. You know, right? That's it. So yeah, but, uh, you know, appreciate having me, man. I'm always always you know, after I win this pro tour, have me back on. We'll talk about it. Go 49ers. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I don't want to talk. About I'm, uh, right, I'm still reserving it. my fanship until <laughs> Chip Kelly saga plays out. We'll find out. All right. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye, boys. Take it easy. Bye. Fuck, that was good. Yeah. That was really good. All right. <laughs> and now, the main event of the evening. Hailing from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, weighing in at a whopping 310 pounds, your two-time top 80 at the exact same moment, champion, the ferocious, not afraid to scum a scummer at an RPTQ one, the six-time PT competitor with little to no success, <laughs> the, the champion of justice, I instantly regret writing that myself. <laughs> and in this corner, with no wins and all losses. Oh, fuck. That was brutal. How's it going, Douglas? Yo, what's up, boys? 
You know, we were just well, talking about people who give themselves their own nickname. <laughs> well, if you had to give I, yourself a nickname, what would it be? It certainly <laughs> wouldn't be the Champion of Justice, which is what uh, I am affectionately referred to sometimes on the Empty Alberta forums. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. My my nickname in high school was Milky. That one kind of sucked. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's terrible, worst. man. Yeah, it's because my skin is very white and I'm lactose intolerant. Like, so call you milky, eh? Yeah. Fucking kids. I, I don't know what I'd call myself. Probably, probably something like Dozer. I, Mendoza's <laughs> or that, but I like that name. <laughs> Just like Bulldozer. It's a good name, right? Right. I'm jealous that he's like named Dozer. Like straight up jealous. I feel like he didn't earn that name. <laughs> yeah, I, he did I, somehow. <laughs> I know he's got it though, and I like actually it's the nickname that like I would love. My MSN Messenger profile picture was a bulldozer. Wow. <laughs> yeah. There's like some sort of like rivalry there, and I'm okay with that. Rivalry? Do tell. Yeah. Well, just like there's like this little Potter Mendoza thing going on, and I'm a big fan of it. Oh, I mean, if you're talking about when he says things that are just like BS and I call him out, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> you know, his his contest. Oh man, and I didn't even win that. It was like, did you hear about? The, did you listen to the the cast? Did you hear about the code names game? Holy fuck! I did hear about the code names. Oh, I cannot even believe I was, that. I, I was dying. And you know what we left out of the out of the story is that like in round one, so <clears throat> I don't know how you play, Doug, when you're playing code names for how you hold the like which orientation the board goes in. But like oh, the way we play is the way that you're holding the card is the way that the or like the board is oriented, right? So like if I'm looking at the card, the top row is the same row in like on on the table or whatever, right? Yeah, um, it's whatever you're looking at, of course. Yeah, and so like. McGreeny for some reason played some other way. I don't really know how he. Yeah, he was it, like, but... "Well, the the words on the cards are better proportioned to the other thing, so he was playing the card upside down." Yeah, basically. So then, so then he's like, it "Made no sense." Well, he's like, "Can I have a minute to like? Because I just figured out the whole fucking thing, and then like, can I have a minute to like to just to just get myself centered again?" And Dozer just goes off on him like he beat his mom or something, and so then. You know, we play the game and we're having a good time and whatever, and then it like changes to the to the dozer clue and the the whole oh my god we're blue comes up. Oh man! I still love it right at the beginning. I'm sitting there and I'm waiting for him, and he's looking at me and I'm I'm guessing I'm setting up. Okay, this is what I'm gonna go with my clue, and then I'm like, are you gonna go? Oh no 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 no! <laughs> it's, it's blue blue goes first. Oh, man, it's blue. Yeah, you're blue. blue. What? What do you mean we're blue? Well, you were blue last game, and you have the same team. <laughs> it's you. Oh, well, can we switch? No. We said, well, yeah, I just spent a few goes, minutes looking goes, at the can board. Can we switch? Because I just figured out all the red clues. <laughs> what? No, you fuck. My favorite, my favorite part of the story was when, when after the shit-kicking he got, he's like, well, I did give some good clues in that round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Where is he tonight? I was looking forward to, <laughs> to being with him. I don't see his, his picture. He's trying to yeah. pass tests and things. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> Pregnancy or not those kind of tests? <laughs> Much less exciting. Yeah, he oh. doesn't get to pee on anything, I, I think. 
Oh, okay. I, I don't know how education works down I mean, there. He does so. get the shit on stuff, so maybe that's like the new. <laughs> it's like a pregnancy <laughs> towel or something. Yeah, like because they don't have, like I heard that you could do that for like prostate checks now. It's a simple poo test, is what the commercial says. So maybe that's what it was. <laughs> I feel enlightened. <laughs> Champion of justice. <laughs> so we had uh, one of the slayers of Doug on last week. Um, he was a lot of fun, but that was a wild weekend that you had. We were sitting there asking ourselves, like, who the, how are we, are we going to get Doug on? Because you top aided two events at GP. Yeah, Trump. but you had to get the champ. I mean, come on now. Yeah, yeah. And he was a lot of fun. He seemed like a good guy. He was really nice. We had a fun match. Well, actually, he was like kind of, he didn't talk a lot, but he wasn't mean. No. So, yeah. Yeah, I top eighted two events at the exact same time. It was uh, a strange, a strange feeling. Did you go on a date with that girl? Uh, she landed back from Toronto yesterday. She got sick for the last three days of Toronto, so I'm not gonna, not so gonna rush rush so in you, there until she's you not. You didn't sick. close that one either. You didn't top eight. Oh, I I believe I would consider this closed. Uh, update. I got a text from a girl I haven't even dated yet saying, how did your tournament go today after my PP2 yesterday? Oh, okay. So, wow. I mean, I'm not on the Matt Mendoza sending cat pics level yet. Oh, God. But oh, I am on the how did your Magic the Gathering tournament go level. So. Nice. nice. Yeah, I also cheekily invited her to Australia with me. Um, she's considering it, and I also told her I'm going to Costa Rica. I don't think she's actually considering either. We like haven't actually been like been in public together outside of an airplane yet. <laughs> so, for those of you wondering what they're talking about, I on the way to the GP that I top eighted to events got a date with the girl next to me on the plane. So, yeah, yeah. Who who can say they they've done that? Jeez, I don't think anyone can yet, except for Doug. Yeah, it was pretty wild. There was this funny moment. Uh, it was night one after day one. I'm seven one one, and I'm talking with Eduardo and uh, Calcano, who were both staying at uh, the same place I was at Sammy's house. That guy's amazing, by the way. And uh, you know, Calcano was asking me questions like, "Oh, how'd your day go? Oh, what'd you lose to? Oh, you're gonna need to six zero to top eight. Oh, okay, well, I'm gonna go to bed." And I was like, "Man, I just gotta tell you this story." So I told him about the getting a date on the airplane story, and he looks at me. He's like, "Are you fucking me? Did that seriously happen?" I'm like, yeah, like it seriously happened. He's like, holy shit, Doug, you're winning both events this weekend. This is your weekend. Nothing will be able to stop you, man. And I'm just like, what? He's like, no, seriously, like you don't understand. No one is that lucky. So when I top eighted, everyone's so happy, and he looks at me. He's like, I always knew. I knew you were top eighting. It's <laughs> <laughs> like stone face, just like, yeah, hurry up and win it. Like, let's go. Come on, you got a Sunday Super Series too. Let's go. <laughs> it was funny. Which of the coverage people was it that came up and thanked you for oh. losing? That was Rich Hagon. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I lost in the semifinals. It was, you know, neither game was particularly close. Rob had turn four Cletus both games. He played two of them. I felt like, you know, the matchup was probably 70, 30 in my favor without that, but that's okay. So I'm like a little, not heartbroken, but you know that feeling where you're really happy with what you accomplished, but... It's just like slightly less than the dream. 
right? Yeah. Because I know Jeremy has felt this with the whole 18 and 0 thing. There's like this this absurd thing that you have this opportunity to do that like no one's ever done. But otherwise, without that absurd thing, which for me was winning both a Grand Prix and a Super Series on the same day, that was my absurd thing. You know, had I not had that as an option, top fouring a Grand Prix would have been like literally the best thing that could ever happen. Like I'd be so happy. But uh, because of that, I had that like slight twinge of darn it. So I turn around and Jeremy's right there and he gives me a hug. And Rich Hagon's right there and he just looks at me. He says, thank you so much for losing, Doug. (laughs) And I'm standing there and I'm kind of blinking my eyes at him. I'm thinking, all I can think in my head is, no wonder you made Jacob Wilson cry. Like, (laughs) man. So I'm just kind of like, you're welcome. And he's like, no, Doug, you don't understand. I have a flight back to Britain at 3.45 a.m., and none of the other coverage people had any interest in covering you had you won this GP and been in the draft. But you better believe I would have set it all up. I would have recorded the whole draft. I would have been there till the bitter end. Until <laughs> you were done. And I was kind of like, and then he's like, so thank you so much for losing. And I was kind of like, yeah, man, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Thanks. Yeah, that's yeah. what I want to hear. <laughs> but no, it was, I, I actually didn't, I laughed it off. It's a funny story. I really like yeah. Rich. Uh, he's a great guy. He's very intelligent, that man. But, yeah. So last week you had done the green white tokens thing. Yeah. Um, you guys had like some Sammy T spice. Oh yeah, yeah. So we played the grinders with just standard like pro tour list because we didn't want to uh, let the spice out. And by that I mean Sammy refused to even tell me what the spice was until I was at his house on Friday night. So there was no potential for leaks. Um, supposedly that's some big thing. I don't really know. I don't really care about that kind of stuff, but what the spice was was uh, angelic purge in the sideboard to give you like outs for cards like Kalidus, which is single-handedly what dirted me in the semifinals. Um, it also kills goggles. It also kills virulent plague, and uh, we had main deck four den protector. That card is unreal. In the yeah, seeing era. that thing do what it does was pretty impressive. Like watching some of those later games where you're right in the mirror. It's unblockable. Yeah, it's just unblockable. I uh, I had one game where I turned two to Dem Protector face up, turn three morph, attack for two. He goes Nissa plus, and I untap, I think, for a second, and I go, okay, Megamorph my Dem Protector. And he's like, whoa, wait, what are you getting back? I'm like, no, nothing. Kill your Nissa. He's like, oh, that's pretty good for me. And I'm looking at him like, dude, you have no idea. <laughs> like, that's really good for me. So he plays a Gideon, <laughs> thinking he's like stabilized. I go, uh, Gideon Emblem, kill your Gideon, attack for three unblockable. So he passes with five mana up. So I Nissa minus. I'm like, attack with the five power uh, Den Protector. And he's like, flush in Avacyn. I'm like, okay, can't block it. He's like, oh, right. I'm at 11 or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you're like dead in two turns, man. Like, don't even know. <laughs> Card was so good. Um, yeah. So, with how many green-white matchups like, did you play? Like, what was your mirror? How many mirrors did you run into? I should have probably counted it up, but I think I played in five mirrors total, I think. Six. I played six mirrors. Um... And I went four one and one in mirrors. My draw was a game where I Alton and Nissa for eleven, and I had uh, eleven outs to win, and I drew 
out of a 36 card deck. So basically each draw, I'm one third to just win the game on the spot. And I bricked on 11 draws. Uh, so I didn't win that game. I won game two and we got a draw. So that one felt kind of gross. And then my loss was uh, against Francisco Leon. He's a great player. And uh, I just multi five uh, both games that I lost in one game too. So other than other than those like weird variance things, the mirror just felt like so good for our version. Fantastic. Would you say that was like your best matchup? Or yeah, I actually it? felt like even though I four one won the matchup and like you know I had better technically win percentages against stuff like uh, Bank Coco. I went two zero against. I still felt like I was just always ahead or very high likelihood of winning in the green-white matchups. My winning in for top eight that I didn't even know was winning in was against green-white. Uh, you know, closing out day one was against green-white. I just felt very comfortable in that matchup, which is strange because mirrors normally, especially those type of mirrors, it's kind of like anyone's game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Dem Protector man what you just oh card is unbelievable it's like demonic tutor at the end of the game because your whole graveyard is every spell in your deck it's like dead avisons and dead gideons and deadnesses and secure the wastes so uh did you get a chance to check out any of the new york stuff yeah i uh i was i actually pptq'd both saturday and sunday this weekend so i didn't fiend the coverage that hard but uh i don't think there was any coverage to fiend really well on sunday there was right they had a, a little bit but yeah, I, I did see Black White uh, won it, I believe, in Sigurus 15 owed, I think, and he had Dem Protector in his 75, so I was pretty happy about that. Yeah. SF Matthew won with Black White, so. But. Yeah, is that deck legit? Like, do we think that that's a big contender now, or is he just, like, number one player in the world? Like. <laughs> I think that's part of it. Like, it <laughs> seems like, you know, we you have the Clip Drift right stack, you have a couple green-white tokens, you have a couple white-black controls, you have Grixis control that was just kind of on... Well, there was one in the top eight, but there was a few just outside looking in. Um, we had Shaheen on just before this, and he was 10th uh, place, I think, with it. He still X2'd to get his Pro Tour invite. Yeah, he was um, Grixis, right? Yeah, he was Grixis. Yeah, Grixis. And, okay, sweet. Yeah, so seeing like these Kalita decks that just seem like kind of a good place to be because that card just does a lot against a lot of the strategies right now. Like against your green white deck, it really seemed to hurt your version of it, especially with like the Dem Protectors and that kind of stuff because you couldn't really get that long game Dem Protector thing going on. Yeah, well, I actually found like in the Swiss, I, was, I didn't lose to a single Kalidas deck and I played against four of them. Uh, and actually, the Dem Protectors were just insane for me because I got to, like, cash in cards like Dromoka's Command to put a counter on a creature. Yeah, and get by the zombies. And then I would bring it back up and then play it a second time to actually kill the Kalidus. Yeah. Um, and also, we had three Declaration Cyborg and three Angelic Purge, which most Green Whites don't have six just, like, instant outs to Kalidus. Uh, so he had two Kalidus, I had six answers, but... I just didn't draw one the whole game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I definitely do think Kalidas's are really good against green-white, but I certainly wasn't too afraid of them. I beat uh, beat, a, beat a quite a few Kalidas over the the weekend. But, yeah, I really like Grixis. I'm going to Costa Rica for that GP. Yeah. Uh, and I think I might be on Grixis. I, I should message Shaheen. Yeah, 
Yes, absolutely. He sat there and he said, I picked the deck, I looked at the deck, and it was wrong, and it was broken, so I fixed it, and then he played with it. I guess he went, at the end of round three, he was one and two, and he still x 2 the event. Yeah, man, that's that's hardcore. And, like, yeah. I don't know... I don't know if you know, it got to ninth, 10th, and top 8 at New York. It got 2 in the top 8 at Japan. And there was Grixis in the top 4 of Toronto. Arguably, maybe even goes on to become champion if he didn't get a game loss in game 1. Yeah, that was super awkward. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think the deck's the real deal. What's attracting you to to these lists outside of Kalidas? Well, uh, one of the big the big things I loved about Dem Protector was you just have this like late game kind of inevitability that you know people just can't outgrind, uh, and mm-hmm. Kologon's command with Dark Dwellers or just Kologon's command with cards like Dragonlord Silmgar uh, or Kalidas, I just think is where you want to be. Esper doesn't have that card. Um, yeah. Also, Radiant Flames lets you get on board earlier and also lets you sometimes Wrath without killing your Kalidas. So, because Languish often, you know, you get in these awkward spots where you have to like Languish on a turn later because you have to waste a 1 for 1 removal just to sack a zombie just so you can Languish with your Kalidas living. It just gets very awkward. Um, and I did stuff like people would go for that Languish and I'd go. Jamoka's command, fight my 2-2 with your Cletus, and they'd look at me like I was an idiot, and then after the language resolve, I'd be like, okay, your 5-6 is now dead. And they're like, oh my god, oh, that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, now he sees it. Yeah, now, oh yeah, now he sees it. <laughs> but uh, Radiant Flames, you know, yeah. So th- that's what attracts me about Grixis. Um, I also think that Grixis was just, it felt just a little too slow against when the format was like all humans, all bank cocoa, uh, you know, that pushing it that way. And like the fast versions of green, white tokens. Now I yeah. feel like we're kind of grinding it out a bit. And even the cryptolith right deck is getting cute with like this combo and they turn into this slow clunky deck game too. And Grixis is, it's in a good spot against uh, those. Yeah. Decks. Shaheen was saying that that's his favorite thing to see. If you, you get the, any deck that plays that uh, cryptolith rights, you just go to town on. Yeah, man. It's, uh, you just have all kinds of sweepers. He said with his list, the I think he said the only change he would make is getting rid of the obliteration and just putting a second Radiant Flames. And he had okay. the 10th place list. Sweet, yeah. There's some there's some good lists. His list is cool. Uh, th- there's some good lists. I also like Yuya's list from Japan. I don't know if you saw that one. It's, like, it's a really neat take on a collected company humans deck. But... Uh, yeah, there's some good lists out there. Hmm. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, it's it's like humans, but it's not super aggressive. The only one drop is Thraven Inspector, and it's Bant-colored, but it's like Knight of the White Orchid, Tireless Tracker, Thalia's Lieutenant. Oh, yeah, I think uh, I saw... I, I think I played against it online, that deck. Yeah, and then it has Reflector Mage, Dromoka's yeah. Command, Ojitai's Command, and Coco. So it's just kind of like abusing Thalia's Lieutenant without playing always watching and just like it does some cool stuff like Thalia's lieutenant put a counter trade in combat my turn Ujitai's command to like draw a card and bring back Thalia's lieutenant you know stuff like that so yeah seems fair I love standard right now man I don't know it seems like a lot of fun (laughs) I know I don't know what they did but we went from like 
Siege Rhino, Herpaderp, to like just so many decks. <laughs> yeah, Knight of the Waywalker, I, I see come in and out of of established archetypes, but it it, it never really sticks around. So I'm, I'm wondering if this is... Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to trying this version. It actually looks really cool. Well, this list has the tech play that I'm sure has been done zero times, but my brain instantly saw when I saw the list, <laughs> which is play your fifth land, which is Evolving Wilds, say go. Then when they play their fifth land, you go sack Evolving Wilds, and then trigger cr- on the stack, Coco, oh. hit White of the White Orchid, get my land, get my Evolving Wilds land, Tracker, 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 suck some clues, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> I'm sure that's a thing. I mean, my brain That's got to be a thing. Lovely. That has to be I, uh... <laughs> If only just to do the pew, 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 clue, 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 you know, like. Oh, yeah. That's like cube strong, I think. Is Terra Tracker in your cube, Jay? Like, that card is. No. Oh. Tireless so Tracker is not. I got a foil Korean one. It, it fits yeah, but you probably want like $800 million dollars for it. You gave uh, no. me, like, regular... You didn't even give me friends and family rate on my fucking... <laughs> on my face-to-face cred. Yes, so, you did. I don't trust you. <laughs> I mean, oh, you guys you friends and call family him Scumbag Schofield. Yeah, that's right. We need to call him that. Or oh, pull this... on it, Schofield. <laughs> oh, I feel like I missed a story. It was on the show. I was on the show. Uh, wait, which one was pull on it? When I needed help getting my shirt off and oh Dave yes, drunken yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, when I just woke up to, bro, can you do me a favor? Just pull on this. Yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> and all I could see was side dick. <laughs> Whoa! Oh. That got real. Fuck! Hell yeah. Hell which yeah. side did you see? Uh, I think it was the right side. That would be correct. Just checking. Yeah, it was more of a profile shot, you know? Okay, yeah. okay. But at, at eye level, in which I was lying on the bed, so... It's like... Uh, watched... it's like. Go ahead. What's up? I was going to say, it's like that card from Time Spiral, the like, totem, the green totem. That's like the side profile of a dick. You know what card I'm talking about? Weather oh. Seed Totem. This card here. I'll put it. look that up. Weather... That's a reasonable link I just put in the chat. Yeah, it was oh man, it's such a dong. Oh, I know, right? My God, is this it's like actually, actually the side profile of a dick? Wow. It's even got like the bumps on it from like when it's you know been used a little too much and gets like, and, like the... the veins. It's got veins and shit. What the fuck? Someone drew a dick. Yeah. I think oh. you got to get this for your cube. Ah, uh, yeah, and my fucking anti-league deck. Well, and this card's actually good. Yeah. So, like, that's the other funny thing. Like, this card's actually good. It's a ramp card that's an endgame threat that survives a wrath. Like, Shit. And it's a giant dick. Yeah, it's, like, good on three levels. And when this you attack, like, you can just say, like Jay Get Invitational card. <laughs> Basically. Holy shit. Now, does it tap up or tap down? It taps up. Yeah, man. The important question. It's like it's like six to midnight. Six to midnight. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, there was some awful art in that set, Time Spiral, let me tell you. Oh, yeah, fuck. Like, Chronotog Totem? Jesus. It's oh, a card. I didn't play during Time Spiral. Oh, the set was, was great. Oh man, you the missed out on so weird though. Like it didn't even feel like a like a magic set. That's so weird. Yeah, like they have some cards that were so good. Like Fathom Seer was just like super cool, but then they had other cards that were just like just like dicks. Evil Eye of Urborg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like Thunder Totem. Like come on, it's like Thor mixed with the Flash. Like it actually looks like the Flash. But it's got thunderbolts. It's just so bad. Anyways, uh, Doug, what what did you win to qualify for the uh, Super Series draft? So I played on Friday a grinder style event. Face to face was doing it a little bit differently than I'd ever seen it before. They put out uh, three qualifier events on Friday, two qualifier events on Saturday, and one qualifier event on Sunday. And they were one of four different formats. Uh, mine was the first of the grinders. It was a standard tournament. So it was single elimination, meaning that since 35 people showed up, only like six people had to play the first round and everybody else got a buy because uh, <laughs> they have to cut down to 32. So uh, then they, you know, 32 to 16 to 8 to 4 to 2. And uh, the prize, the prizes were insane for this event. It was like... Oh, you got a buy and won your first round? Here's half a box. Oh, and oh, you, you won another round? Here's a, basically <laughs> a booster box worth of tickets. And oh, you made the finals and you decided to just like split the tickets and play for the slot like I did? Here's 70 booster packs. Like, have oh, fun. Holy shit. Yeah, so it was, it was pretty great. And uh, single limb, um, I actually, in the, the other semis that was happening, was like a Thornbow Archer Elf Aggro deck with Eerie Interlude and Sylvan Messengers and the Draining Elf. Like, it was cool. Uh, piloted by GP Toronto of yesteryear champion uh, John Rowe. And uh, he was one turn away from Sudden Death, which was so cool that Sudden Death was about to become a thing, and he had, like, a 15-point life lead. But his Bank Coco opponent lived the dream of Declaration and Stoning four Elvish Visionaries that were on defense. <laughs> <laughs> and tapping down and blocking, or tapping down and bouncing three other creatures to attack for 16 to be now one up in the life total race. It was wild. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I won on the Friday. It was a good good start to the weekend. That was the same day I flew in, same day I got the date. Just, just you know, the nut, basically. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Man, so you're already feeling really confident with the deck then at that point. Yeah, I felt good. Um, I had a big argument with Sammy on Friday night about Dem Protector for main. I told him I don't think that I should play four. And he basically <laughs> told me, you're an idiot. I'm playing four. You can't convince me off it. And you'd be stupid not to. Uh, in typical Sammy fashion. Right. But but he was just right. Like, he just he was just right. So uh, we made a sideboarding guide. Uh, I forgot to write down what I actually take out in one matchup, just what I bring in. So <laughs> I was really tired, man. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and that was our Friday. And then the GP just went well. I did lose the finals of the Sunday Super Series to uh, Jarvis Yu, strong magic player. Um, 
but yeah, it was uh, all in all, it was a great weekend. It was definitely a memorable one. And then the next day, my soccer team, my football team won the the whole Premier <laughs> yeah. League, which is just crazy <laughs> that Leicester City won. That's where I'm from. I used to live there. So basically, the weekend was just think of every good thing that could happen. <laughs> All the run goods. I my flight home. I got to fly home two hours earlier in preferred seating with what? an empty seat next to me. What the fuck? What the uh, fucking fuck? Wow! All the luck. Uh, yeah, it was, we talking uh, about Leicester City. Oh yeah, Leicester City champions of the English Premier League. Like, come on, man! Like, how does this shit all? Oh, and we went to a baseball game, and you know how it's like one lucky row wins a thing of. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. No way. No way. So we're in section 128, row 22. It goes up on the screen. Out of the whole fucking ballpark, it's section 127, row 22. Okay? Now, picture this. The way they do their rows are 128 is like the first 10 seats on the left. And then the next 10 seats to the right of the same like physical row is 127 seats. 10 to 1 instead of 1 to 10, right? Right. So because we're a bunch of like you know, overweight magic players, we've spread ourselves out in the row. So I have somehow accidentally <laughs> spread myself into what the fuck? seat 10, row 127, seat, or row 22, section 127. And so they pass down the, you guys have won, you guys have won. And it gets down to me and the guy's like, we got one more here for you. I'm like, yeah, of course you do. Lean over, <laughs> look at all my friends, show them. They're just like, fuck you, Doug. Like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> how? <laughs> this weekend, how? Wow. Yeah. That was, you know, I did buy a 50-50 ticket. And when I didn't win, like the group that I was with, because there was 10 of us magic players, were like, how did you not win? I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know how I didn't win the 10 grand. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Doug, were you prepared at all for for the Super Series uh, draft? Yeah, that's a good question. So I uh, won an RPTQ last or PPTQ last season, so I knew I had a sealed RPTQ coming up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you remember back when I was on the show, but back in February, I kind of made up my resolve to qualify for Pro Tour Sydney, and. You know, I had a conversation with Hayne even where he told me see you in Madrid. And I said, no, I, I'm not going to be good enough to qualify for Madrid. But my goal is Sydney and I'm going to really work hard at it. I'm going to prepare. I'm going to focus. And I think Toronto is my best shot. But if not, the RPTQ. So the RPTQ I was preparing for was a sealed one. So I had played more sealed leagues on Moto than probably any sealed practice I'd ever had for any format. And I'd done as many 8-4 drafts as I did testing for wow. Pro Tour Atlanta or, uh, you know, Pro Tour, any of the Pro Tours I've been to. So, what the fuck? So you're way ahead of the curve at this point. I, I, I felt, like, very, very comfortable in this format, but not, like, super confident with which is the best archetype, just at least, like, how but all you the know cards... know they all are and... Yeah, I know all the archetypes. Yeah, exactly. Seeing all the stuff, like one of my opponents, I had an Audric and an Uncaged Fury, and I cast it pre-combat and, you know, went to attacks, and he's kind of like, why didn't you do that after blocks? I was like, dude, all my creatures are double-strike now. And he's like, wait, what? (laughs) Yes, they're all double-strike now. Like, uh, so it doesn't matter which way you block, you're dead. Um, (laughs) Stuff like that. Like, I just, I kind of just know this format well. 
So, yeah, I, I felt pretty good about the draft. I felt pretty good about my deck. I felt pretty good about my matchup against Jarvis. I definitely had a, an edge in the matchup. Um, I, I multi five game one and almost killed him. I multi six game two and easily killed him. And I multi five game three and almost killed him. So I feel like I was really close, just like if I could have had a slightly better hand. But, you know, he made no mistakes, so I can't... Uh, I can't blame. There was no luck involved. I think he just he plays super tight, and uh, and I had a sixteen line deck and got punished finally in the finals. So at least it was in the finals rather than the quarters. I guess I would have rather lost the quarters because there's no extra prizes, so I could have gone home earlier. But ah well. Hmm. Well, I'm looking. I'm, I'm surprised because Jar- to see Jarvis use actually one of the. Uh, we're looking at the Grand Prix Master standings, and he's somewhere in the top ten. So he's been grinding hard. Yes, he has. Yeah, more more than I thought. Um, Is there a link? What did for you? That? Where did you find that? I I just googled Grand Prix Master MTG. Oh, there's a sick spreadsheet uh, that has like all Everything. the data, <laughs> all of it. Let me see if I can find this spreadsheet. But uh, while you ask questions, I'll look for it. Um. So I wanted to ask Doug, what, what did you think about this new format that we basically got inspired from? GP Mexico internally, and we decided to try this out because the scorekeeper told us that it was a huge success in Mexico, and a lot of people were happy. And I think for the most part, people liked this new style of the Super Series. That's the that's the feedback I got personally from people. Some didn't love it. Like Matt Mercier came up to me and it's like, uh, I think in this draft, only like two, two. There's only two players that can legitimately win this whole thing. <laughs> um, but at the same time, in the in the really old Super Series format, when there was like you top four seeded from like the constructed part, and this, then there's the other four from the sealed portion. It's not like the constructed people necessarily knew how to draft either, right? You're not going to have eight guys that know how to draft in that in the first edition of the Super Series. But give me your overall thoughts on spreading it out yeah. throughout the weekend. There's a lot of things that I want to answer in that. Uh, before I give the overall thoughts, just I do think Mercy underestimated a couple of guys in that top eight. There were some very technically proficient limited players. Um, the guy Jarvis played in the quarters, I think arguably should have won the match, barring a whole judge snafu that's may be a scumbag story but that's a whole other thing oh um, did that turn out really weird because i left in the middle of that it, it turned seemed... out really weird and uh yeah that's a whole other thing but that guy was very good uh and i think that he definitely could have won the whole thing um as well as my semi-final opponent was also very good but i digress i think the format <laughs> was the nut and it's not just because i qualified but i was thinking about it and it was like my friends from Edmonton that I came with wanted to play Legacy or Modern, and I wanted to play Standard. And when we showed up on Friday, we all had like high EV options for events that we could just go in. Um, it gave you, theoretically, I'd say three shots at qualifying if you are there on Friday and if you're not there on day two. Whereas uh, old old events gave you one shot of qualifying, and if you bricked your shot, like if you just ran bad it's over and because it was top four cuts like really you had to like x1 these events it wasn't like a normal ptq top eight before so single a limb isn't that far far of a stretch from uh, the old system um the prize value is insane 
like face to face, all I heard about all weekend was like how psychotic you guys were for just giving out infinite prizes. Um, yeah, I, I I wasn't lying when in our meetings I actually looked because I, I I designed the whole website when I was designing the side events. I'm like, isn't this like I asked? I actually asked, isn't this too much? I <laughs> said that question, and and they basically like they shrugged. They're like, why not? And I'm like, oh, okay, fine. Uh, but <laughs> to me, it was like I'm, I wasn't used to. I honestly, personally, wasn't used to the amount of value, and I'm like, I wish I wasn't working really because <laughs> I haven't seen this before. So yeah, like I sat down for my Sunday Super Series grinder, and they like handed out these business cards, and I was kind of like, this is some tacky shit that we're getting like business cards before we play. So I'm kind of like flicking it around, and I drop it on the ground, but I don't even care. And all of a sudden, some guys like. Uh, He's like, does anyone want to buy my six-ticket voucher? And I was like, what are you talking about? And I look, and I'm like, wait. Or six-booster pack. I'm like, we get six-booster packs just for playing <laughs> yeah. in this event? So I find yeah. my business card, <laughs> and it turns out it's six free booster packs, of which Calcano cracks for me and gets me an Avacyn, I will note, because I ran so hot, I opened two Avacyns this weekend out of What? 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 This, this story is starting to become more and more unbelievable. I got Avacyn for my booster packs for registering the event, and I got Avacyn for my booster packs of Sunday Super Series. So hot. So <laughs> fucking hot. But yeah, so you get six booster packs just to play. Uh, God bless Canadian gambling laws. And then, uh, yeah, the pack value. I had a friend, Vint, who was there, and he was just playing side drafts, one owing, offering a chop, and everyone splitting, and then going and drafting again. And it was like one o for ten booster packs. Wow. Yeah, because it was like twenty ten five five zero 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 was the payout for booster packs. So. If you one o, you just chop the forty packs or the four hundred tickets, and you carry on. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, Kim Ho came up and he was complaining that people wanted to split right after the first match. I was yeah. like, yeah, that seems really weird. But when you describe it that way, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, packs yeah, I got six packs from GP Toronto, and I hadn't opened them yet. And Doug talking about the six packs, I was like, oh shit, I got a box with packs in it. <laughs> so I, I want to see if I can run good. <laughs> Oh, tireless yeah. tracker. That's a good card. Oh, yeah. The Avacyn packs each also had a tireless tracker in them. I forgot that part. What? Well, my yeah. tireless tracker did not come with an Avacyn. Because <laughs> it was Avacyn for the flip rare, tireless tracker for the regular. And then I get the Avacynian missionaries, which is just like... Yeah, you're looking for the word Archangel, not the word Avacyn. Yeah. <laughs> so what else happened? Did you find a pile of cash laying around somewhere? What? I mean, I did uh, I did find a bag that was left on the ground and a judge <laughs> a judge like swiftly got it into his hands because I gave it to him. Didn't look in it though, so I don't know if it was actually a pile of cash. Um <laughs> I assumed it was magic cards, so I wanted to make sure that it got back to the rightful owner, but I guess for all was I know, it, I found a bag of Was it a cash. fabric sack with money signs on the side of it? It was not. Okay, well, that's a good indicator. That yeah, was a pretty good weekend, and I, I thought the run goods would stop when I came home, but uh, no, I just won a PPTQ yesterday, and the run goods aren't stopping. Yeah, yeah, so you did a, a PPTQ this weekend. Yeah, so on Saturday, I drove to Calgary. I I uh, got like four hours sleep. I went 5-1 in the Swiss, but my one loss or my one win to Marcel, I decided to draw with him instead so we both could maybe top eight. Uh, so we both 4-1-1, and he got eight thumbbreakers, and I got nine thumbbreakers. <laughs> 
So that plan didn't work out so well for me. Um, but I came home and played another PPQ the very next day and 7 0 it, like 4 0, two draws, and then won the whole thing. So, yeah, just 12, 12 and 1 this weekend. Just don't know what the hell is happening. <laughs> what deck did you play for the PPQ? Uh, four color rights with four Tyler's trackers sideboard over Sylvan Advocates and Infinite Obliteration sideboard. Sammy T just shipped me the list oh. and it was insane. Um, and then, uh, I won a sealed slash limited one. I think all the, all the practicing paid off yesterday. So, yeah. Oh, was that, was that limited last yesterday? Was it limited at, uh, at, uh, variant? Yeah, it was, it was sealed. Oh, okay. And it's, yeah, go ahead. Uh, what was the reasoning for the Sammy T switch? If you were, you guys had so much success with your GP list, and you were so happy with it, and that you had so like innovation that even maybe Sigris borrowed directly from from your list, and he went on to go on a crazy run. So, what was the the read here? A uh, couple things. One, after Esper wins a Grand Prix beating Green White Tokens, it signals everyone, "Hey guys, Kalidus is the real deal." play Ruinous Path main deck, uh, and let's win. And so we expected a lot of Esper. It manifested itself through Grixis and Black-White and ultimately won. But that's that's reason number one. Uh, reason number two is part of what was so successful about Purge and Dem Protector was people weren't playing the game like I had Purge and Dem Protector. Um, okay, now they know what's up. Once everyone knows what's up, like... Uh, Jerry T, he chose to do a premium article last week, and he picked what he called was the best green-white list of the weekend, the Doug Potter list, which was a surreal experience. I'm glad he corrected himself that it was the Sammy T list. But, uh, yeah, like, everyone is is knowing what's up. And also, the fact that now there can be a Lamhold pacifist list that also plays Den Protector, it actually makes the mirrors more swingy. And I, I want to say more luck-based, but I don't mean, like, the the better players will win, but like you can just win these games way faster than before. Um, so, so our edge, I think, was gone. Um, also, for okay. me, when you play that many rounds, like I think I played 22 rounds over a couple <laughs> days, right? Because it was like 15 plus two in the top eight, 17 plus six is 23, plus a draft, I guess. 26 rounds in like three days. I just wanted to do something different. And uh, the four-color rights deck just annihilated me round 14. And I thought knocked me out of top eight, but I, I managed to gain a tiebreaker sweat. And uh, it just seemed great. So that's why I switched. Yeah. So, Doug, I'm going to play the Warp 1 wow. uh, sealed tournament this weekend. How do I win okay. in sealed? How do you win in sealed? Um, I went... Uh, eight and one on games in the Swiss. The one game that I lost was when my round four opponent Jared Gushadi, sorry Jared Gushta, realized that. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's another story, but uh, uh, he realized that I had been saying the whole day that I want to draw, not play. When when I won die rolls or uh, I was on the draw for every single game I won, and I was on the play the one game I lost. I think that's the secret to this strategy, uh, this format, because people are like, oh, but the werewolves, if they flip, well, the best way to stop your opponent's werewolf from flipping is having one extra draw at having something to answer it. Also, you get one extra draw at finding your ones and twos and threes on time, I think. 
So that's my personal. This is for sure a draw format, I think. I could be wrong, but I, I've been touting that for, for weeks and weeks. Hmm. Um, okay. I mean, it helped, of course, that I had like two dead weights in my deck and uh, Thalia's Lieutenant um, and a Gossamonger, right? But I, I really do think that being on the draw is just so good in this format. So it was like, were you playing more of an mm. aggressive deck? Like from those cards, it sounded pretty aggressive. Is 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 aggro <sighs> a thing or? So no, my deck was like, it was kind of. It had two beats in it. It had, it had like this controlling sub theme of having like eight removal and a Nahiri, and I played two Inquisitor Oxes in the deck. Um, but it also had a Thalia's Lieutenant and the one drops I mentioned, uh, and some good two and three drops. And what it kind of allowed me was flexibility. So in games where I know I can kind of get in quick, I just pound it in there and use my removal spells aggressively to tempo them. Yeah. In games that weren't going that way, I would use my removal spells very sparingly and just grind the game out until I, sorry, excuse me, got my Necropod or got uh, some two fives on the board, maybe landed a flyer, hit a Nahiri, something like that. Um, I like being flexible in this format. I like... You know, decks like Blue-Green Clues can just go, like, super tempo. That's why I drafted in the top eight, uh, Blue-Green Clues. Or they can also just really dirtle up. And, uh, yeah, I like being flexible in this format. Well, I am completely unprepared for this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go draft or something tomorrow. Maybe No, no, tomorrow is Petra's birthday, so not tomorrow. Maybe Thursday. You can do some sealed leagues, and if anything, yeah. treat this PPTQ as practice for your RPTQ. I think that yes. was really helpful for me in Toronto was all the things I did before, like provincials the week before Toronto, I made the finals of 130-man provincials, and all I kept thinking was, this is just practice for Toronto. I don't need to win this tournament. I just need to play as well as I can, make as few mistakes as I can, and improve as best I can. Would you say that you probably won more matches than Matt Mendoza, who won his states? Um, <laughs> well, I won, I won eight matches, and I think he played seven? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, no, I think he he won seven, and I won eight. Yeah, so he 4 one ones and then 3 0 and I 6 one one and then 2 one in the top eight. But, I mean, honestly, like, I don't really read anything into that because... He probably had to play like his best opponents like that are in the room three or four times, and I played the best opponents in the room three or four times, right? I just beat some other yeah. guys in the early rounds, so whatever. That's far but, too yeah. humble for Dozer. Ah, uh, well, I wish I was the real Dozer, but I'm not, so <laughs> I gotta give him some props. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next? Do you have testing team for Sydney? Have you been well, right now I'm on team uh, pray to God that Sammy qualifies. Because okay, that's, that, that's a good team. He's not actually qualified, and he is like incredible at magic. He missed gold last year by like two points or one point, and he barely played any GPs the entire year. So he kind of just had a gut check a little while ago, and uh, he said, I need to hit gold this year, and he got a point in Toronto, and he got a point in New York, so that puts him exactly three points away from gold. So okay. he's going to three GPs before before the Pro Tour, yeah. but he only has one unused slot, so he needs to either get ah. like 
if he gets a two-pointer and a one-pointer, that's not good enough. If he gets no. a two-pointer and a two-pointer, that is good enough because he has some ones to replace. So what does this, he need? He needs like an X2-1, X3 or something like that to get there? Something like that or, or an X4 potentially. The other option for him is uh, if he wins the RPTQ and qualifies for Sydney, he gets three points for showing up. Showing up, yeah. locks him gold. So winning his RPTQ qualifies him for five Pro Tours. That's a pretty so, good one. Pretty reasonable there. So yeah. I really want him to get there because him and I, we get along well. He's an incredible Magic player. Maybe one of the most underrated guys like on the tour. He's like tied for third in Draftmaster in the world right now. Like He's insane. Um, and actually, he'd be tied for second in Draftmaster, but he went to time against Chion when Chion almost top eight of the Pro Tour, and he scooped to him instead of getting the draw which was just a very humble, nice thing to do. And Chion went on to almost top eight Atlanta. Well, that yeah. one point would actually tie Sammy with Calcano right now for seconds. So that one oh, okay. point is kind of coming back to haunt him a little bit. <laughs> but uh, so that's who I want to test with. Um, also, there's some Edmonton sickos, like this guy, Bosu, that's RPTQing, this guy named JP, this other guy named Jeremy something. Uh, so hopefully one of those three <laughs> qualify. My goodness, if I could actually test with you guys, someone could carry me to this tournament. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> if one of you guys get there, or my boy from Calgary, Andre Gerard, he he uh, almost beat me in the finals yesterday at the PP2Q. He's very, very dialed in right now. I would love to go to Sydney with him. So that's who I'm hoping to prepare with. I also sent Cedric Phillips a message because he qualified and I said, yo, you're in look, you need a team. I might need a team and we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah. I love it. Oh my goodness. You ready? What are we waiting for? I mean, I mean, you crushed a, a recent tournament, Jerry. You should be feeling pretty confident. No, I don't let confidence get, you know, to me. <laughs> <laughs> Especially with the way you play, I, I wouldn't. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, fuck. I see lines that aren't no, there. I, no, you played, you played well. I, I watched you play that whole PPT when I was judging that one. You played, you played some good magics. Yeah, I just am not very... I, I don't play a very uh, clean game. I feel like I'm really good at fixing my mistakes. <laughs> well, I must admit, yesterday... And I could blame being tired because I drove to Calgary, drove home, took my mom out for Mother's Day brunch, had three hours sleep. But in the top eight, I missed nine triggers, including in game three of the finals, I missed five triggers. I basically forgot. And by basically, I mean I completely forgot that, <laughs> that ongoing investigation gave you clues when things hit your opponent. Yes. I was, yes. I was so far behind and I was using it to gain life and like Bosu was kind of laughing about this at dinner because I was doing these crazy plays like on upkeep trigger my guy that you like discard your hand to draw that many cards yeah with the trigger on the stack I have zero cards in hand draw a clue get a creature pitch that creature so that I can investigate for two more life and get another clue like just doing all these great mechanical plays and then I'd go to attacks and just forget that I got a clue when I hit him And game two, I remembered all the clues. In the semis, I remembered all but one of the clues. So I, I knew what the card did. It was just one of those like very sloppy game threes. 
So it, it happens to the best of us or the worst of us. We all forget clues. We all forget triggers. Oh my. Um, so who is in the finals with you? Is that And Andre? Yeah, Andre Gerard. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, he showed up to the last variant edition PPTQ and he won it, and then he the finals of this one so lost a, a match all day, and so I was kind of like, man, is he about to back to back? So what do you so, got coming up next? Are you gonna play anything? Because like you kind of you're going down to Costa Rica. Flying to Costa Rica because if I get ten pro points, and that's pretty unreasonable, I probably won't. But if I get ten pro points um, between now and after Sydney, I get silver. Uh, and is so, that including the three point pro points from that you automatically get from Sydney, or is that no, no? I have I have eight today. Okay, so I need to get ten. So the most uh, the most reasonable outcome is. If I 11 pro points, which is silver plus a pro tour invite to Honolulu, so I'd actually queue for two pro tours. Um, other unlikely scenarios are, and that that well means at, you would scum someone else. You would scum Andre because you wasted an RPTQ slot again. Well, is, yeah, is I wasted <laughs> I, I wasted an RPTQ slot for a few PPTQ I won last season, so I was qualified with you. But oh well, <laughs> sucks to suck, I guess. Um, Dean McLaren was the recipient of that scummery. Uh, but yeah, if, if I do well at Costa Rica and Sydney, the GP, because there's a GP the week before the Pro Tour, maybe I could 10-6 the Pro Tour into silver. I don't know. But that's kind of my goal right now is try to hit silver. Awesome. So I put myself at about like 20 to 25% like with it happening. But uh, I'm going to do my best to to turn that 20% into a win. I don't know. You've been running so hot. Hoping, uh, I'm hoping for the best. Yeah, I've been running hot. And uh, I do have a bad <laughs> streak, though, that uh, the last time, <laughs> the last two girlfriends I had, literally within 24 hours of flying to the Pro Tour, they broke up with me. Oh, fuck. 24 hours before. So if this... Uh, if this little airplane relationship turns into something, I'm going to be on suicide watch within 24 hours of going to Sydney. <laughs> well, maybe you should ask if she wants to go. I did already. I... <laughs> I, 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 I love it. Yeah, the, uh, the best part of that plane conversation, I'm sure the part that I hook line and sinker did is she told me she was going to get an orange juice with ice. So I juice on the rocks, and she was like very embarrassed at the notion of ordering an orange juice on the rocks. So when the server came back, whatever the flight thing, I deadpan just look over to her and say, "Orange juice on the rocks, please," and look right back at the girl, and she has this look on her face of like, "A, you're really cocky, but B, you got me. That's a good one." <laughs> Orange just on the rock. Uh, the secret to getting dates. Bad and cat pictures. Well, I mean, the Matt Mendoza like cat picture has not been sanctioned or authorized for <laughs> Canadian use yet. <laughs> well, Doug, uh, is there anything else you want to add that we didn't talk about? No, I'm. Uh, no, I'm good. I'm 
happy with how it all went. I feel like I've been pretty lucky, but playing good magic and it's been good to have the support of like the last two times I came on the team after Atlanta, I got a lot of support from people just like pumping me up and just like in my corner. So I'm happy to represent Canada and uh, represent the old, the old schoolers like KYT and uh, yeah, that's about all for me. It's, it's hard to imagine myself as an old schooler now. <laughs> um, you're, you're just someone that I absolutely love to cheer for every single time and uh, had to give you that hug for that GP top eight. I was ecstatic. <laughs> and I was just, I was so jealous of Jeremy because I wanted to sweat the, the top eight tiebreakers uh, with you. But uh, yeah, super happy and I'm cheering for you, buddy, to have uh, amazing success at your Pro Tour. I appreciate it. That was that was a top five moment of my life, honestly. That like when I got called my name for eighth, the group of guys just swarmed me. We were all jumping up and down. I was missing high oh. fives left, right, and center. <laughs> like it was the energy was just wild. I, I love that moment, but one of the moments I loved was right before that moment when you were actually playing the match uh, on camera, and it's going through, and your opponent. You go to Gideon and you go to make a token and your opponent does what is the the, the spell there that prevents creatures oh, from coming to play? Hollowed moonlight. <laughs> Hollowed moonlight. So you do that and Calcano's like, he's got a oh my goodness, I can I don't know what the names of any cards are. What's my, my the opponent the had a, yeah. yeah, your opponent's like Calcano's like, he's gotta secure the waste in hand. Oh my god, he's gonna do it. So then Doug <laughs> yeah. sits there and he's like, go, and Buddy goes and taps his mana and secure the waste. Even though he had just hollowed moonlight, so he gets nothing. And all of us who are watching, because we're all watching it on the stream, we're not in the feature match area. We got two phones set up, and we're watching it on Twitch. And we just scream. We just lose our minds. <laughs> and for about, like, two minutes, people kept walking up to us like, what happened? What happened? And we told the story about 15 times in those two minutes. The funniest thing is if you go back and you watch the coverage, you can both – when my name gets called for top eight, you – you can hear the cheer. Now, the commentators aren't speaking it, but you, you can hear it in the background from the guy on the camera. But then in my quarterfinals match, I've watched it. Like, I watched it to read what Twitch chat says to see how many times I missed Twitch lethal because Twitch chat is just ridiculous. But you can hear this, like, the guy plays, makes the play. He doesn't get the tokens. The commentators realize he doesn't get the tokens. And about four seconds later, you hear this faint, ah! and that... Four seconds was Twitch delay waiting for it to get from <laughs> my eyes to yours. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, man. When he cast it, I was like, Kate resolves. He reached for the tokens. I'm like, nope, doesn't work like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> friend. Like, uh, and then he's like, what? And then Neil Rigby or whoever the guy on life pads is like, you cast a hollow moonlights. <laughs> you don't get any tokens. And he's like, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> just the realization yeah. wow yeah oh, I like shout outs to Neil yeah shout outs to Neil Rigby Jer. <laughs> life totals are great Neil life totals are great <laughs> he actually corrected our life totals one time like straight up he looked over and he's like one time he's like, I, I Doug, like to think that I but, was part of that. I think that he maybe put a little bit more focus into that. <laughs> oh, fuck. It was useful because both my opponent and I thought I was at 17. He looks over. He's like, Doug, you're at 18, not 17, right? We're like, what? He's like, this only did this much damage. And it's like, oh, my God. We both just messed up. Uh, 
yeah, it was. So I was like, man, Neil Rigby, ladies and gentlemen, life total guru. <laughs> Remember that, Jeremy. <laughs> right. Oh man, that was probably the most awkward part of the whole weekend. <laughs> Jay giving me the "Have you met Neil?" <laughs> and then. Bye. <laughs> oh. Thank That's you so much, Doug. Thanks. And uh, look forward to having you on again, as always. Yeah, the week after Australia, I will be here to talk about my Pro Tour win. Sounds yeah, we'll good. We got Puerto Rico first. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Costa Rica, let's do it. <laughs> or Costa Rica, yeah. All right, like, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Always, always. All right. Man, I thought that was uh, two of our most entertaining guests of all time on the A-team and they've come on multiple times and 278 in the books. That was awesome. Shoutouts. Shoutouts. Shout out in forever. Neil Rigby. Shoutout to <laughs> Neil Rigby. Uh, Shoutout to my daughter Petra. She turns three in like a few hours here. So. Sweet. That's How insane. She's been, she's been going on with birthday hype. Birthday hype. She wants. How's she wants jungle gym. Years in your life been <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Really cool jungle though. Gym. She's awesome. We went to the water park and it was a lot of fun. Nice. Jungle gym, man. Yeah. Jungle. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just hangs off me. <laughs> oh my god. Just pull on it. <laughs> you don't have to go there with the kid, buddy. <laughs> No, I wasn't talking about the. I was just saying. Oh I yeah, you know, no, I was talking about the shirt. I could have hung on it, is what I was saying. All right. Oh, All right. shout outs to Letter Kenny. That's my only shout out. Okay, Doug wanted to give a shout out to Kyle and Avery because they were the nuts. So I, I, okay. I just did it for them. All right. Good night, everyone, and uh, we'll see you next episode. And you know, may, maybe maybe we don't need the dozer. <laughs> <laughs> Simple food test. All right. Catch you guys later. Bye. Bye. I love you all.